This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. You, 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 you. Welcome to part two of episode. Episode eight. Okay, episode eight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're still with Lori. We're still with Cat. Um, what were? Did you remember what we were talking about last? Sexuality. Was there like something specific we were talking about? The last thing I think we were discussing was what was the weirdest thing we'd ever done sexually. No, no, no. no. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were talking about the adult industry. Yes. So, okay, yeah. So you were, you got into, uh, you got into webcamming. Yes. Okay, so why did you get into, were you trying to like, in college or some shit? No, I was just trying to make extra money. And then, like I said, I was kind of like piqued my interest of my sexuality at that point in time. So I was just seeing a lot of things at that point and it was so easily accessible that began experimenting and seeing what there was out there. All right, so were you, you weren't nervous when you started? Of course, everyone's nervous, like entering into things that they know nothing about. It's like, you know, no one wants to be like, oh, they're going to make fun of me or I'm stupid or whatever. Were you, you know? nervous about your mom walking in the goddamn? Or were no, you my mom lived 3,000 miles away, so okay, it didn't so matter. Okay, so you're already gone. Yeah. Okay. Put a Batman mask on, make sure no one sees you. No. Well, at first, yeah, I was definitely didn't really want my face to be on there. I didn't know who would recognize me, and then I just started caring less and less that if anyone saw me, I positive I was, like, sex fine. Work. Yeah. So you actually started with a mask on? No, I just didn't really show my face that much, um, and then I just got over it really quick I was like this is just more awkward for me not to be authentic like even though I'm portraying somebody else for a very specific group of people I just didn't feel like I needed to make up more of somebody I wasn't alright uh, so how long were you doing that webcamming for seven years so I did yeah. it um, the three years I lived in Hollywood Florida and then I did it for four years after that so I did it throughout the rest of college and then I, when I first moved out to San Francisco I did that for the first like year and a half and then that company closed down and then that was the end of that do you did you stop just because the company closed down yeah because it was like good money it was easy for me uh, I mean you couldn't just find another company or do it well, uh, on I had your like own? a really good situation with the company I was with where it definitely wasn't as provocative for what I was required to do um, where it was just a lot more comfortable for me and other companies it's like you're really having to like fight your way or like you have to get your own clients where I was just guaranteed in a pretty good hourly wage period so I didn't have to do much much else with that have you ever had sex on camera yes on web on your webcam yes so people would be like oh, i want to see you fuck somebody and you would no it was just kind of like 
My webcamming was much different than like a traditional cam site, like where you go in and you can choose from like thousands of different women that are all sitting there. And then it'd be like a public chat where everyone starts engaging you and the person that's paying you the most money may ask you to go private. That was not the system I was doing. I was just basically paid to be in a public chat the entire time. So I would just do my own performances, whatever I wanted to. People could request things out of me, but it wasn't like I was obligated to do anything for anybody. It was just like my own thing. Because there was other people in the room that were also participating, both male and females. Like it was more of a community webcam than it was just like a pay-per-play kind of a situation. Nice. And FYI for everybody who's listening to this, I know there's a big difference in the audio between episode 8 Part I mean, one. Yeah, yeah, part one. <laughs> See, that's, she's keeping me on my toes. So there's a big difference in the audio from part one to part two. Is because we changed locations. Now we're in a bar. One of the best unique bars in the Bay Area, Oakland specifically. It's on Telegraph. It's called The Avenue. It was owned by Marilyn Manson, passed down from generation to generation. It's not. It wasn't. It wasn't owned by. I'm just joking. But when you walk in here, you'll get the vibe of grunge, punk rock, and yeah, yeah. biker bar. Bikers. My favorite bar here. It I is my it. favorite bar, also. Well, that in Starline, but this is my favorite neighborhood bar because I'm, I'm around the corner. But shout out to the Avenue for hosting us and come here, get cheap drinks. And if you go in the bathroom, nine times out of ten, you're gonna be offered cocaine. Just joking. <laughs> That was a joke. Well, I can there's women, or there's uh, naked women in the female bathroom all over the walls. Yes. I've been in that bathroom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Lori, would you ever videotape yourself having sex with a partner? No. Because it's uh, good. We can just do it every night. Plus, I don't want to watch it later. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that weird? Just like watching yourself have sex. I don't know. To me, I'm just not my cup of tea. Do you take uh, like selfies? Like you know, like nudes. Got, yeah, like nudes and send them to your girls. I have, um, but do I also you feel s- weird when you do it. No, you just don't show your face. You never show your face. That's the number one rule in a nude. <laughs> never show your face, because um, then they can't pin it on you unless you have tattoos like me, and then you're fucked. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that wasn't me. They're like, put that tattoo on your arm. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Um, but I mean, I sleep naked every night, so my partner gets to see. Like everybody sleeps naked. It's the it's best the freeing feeling. You get one leg outside of that comforter. You get the air coming in through the window studies, and the fan on. Studies have shown if you people who sleep naked have less uh, chances of having back pain because you know you say you sleeping on you have a sweater Weird, on in yeah. your sleep, right? Okay. And those wrinkles in the sweater might mm-hmm. make your back like turn some type of way. So when you sleep naked, you're just like free. I can't afford to have back pains. I don't think anyone can. <laughs> All right, so, uh, well, Kate, I already know you, you probably sent some nudes in your day. Done what? Nothing. Send some nudes in your day. Oh, yeah, I still time. do. Okay. Absolutely. Gotta keep things spicy, you know? Right. I don't appreciate an unforeseen Do you like getting dick nude. pics? If it's from somebody I want it from. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Were you ever on Bart and Jen just got a random airdrop and it was a dick 
No, luckily, because I don't allow people to airdrop me unless they're in my contacts list. Uh. Do I try to airdrop on the highway? No, but you can Nobody airdrop to, airdrop to all, the, the, all the iPhones that are no, near you. But you choose, like, it, I don't allow any airdrop to uh. happen to my phone unless it's in my contacts list. Yeah, the reason why I say that is because I was on BART one time, and then this it was like this teenage uh, chick. She uh, she got someone airdropped a picture of his dick or something on the BART. And then she and sent it, it and, to everyone? Like No, no. Someone did it. Some guy did it on the BART and airdropped it to all the local phones that were in his around Stop. in his area and this girl on bart received it she was a teenager and she started cuss she started yelling she's like who the fuck airdropped their picture of their dick all out loud and shit on the bart she's running up and down the fucking uh aisle and shit i'm like jesus christ i'm gonna Class. see if i can airdrop a picture of baby yoda right now <laughs> <laughs> it says nobody absolutely no one not a single soul me this is my dog <laughs> it's pretty accurate let's see what we get Ooh, we got two other iPhones. It's probably, it's probably us. Exactly. Oh, damn it, guys. <laughs> All right, so when you were growing up, were you were a tomboy, Kate? Yes. Growing up? Hardcore so were you a tomboy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I played baseball growing up, played soccer, so. I thought I, I was really a boy stand- at some point in time, that, and then I realized I tried to follow my brother into the boys' bathroom, like a public area, yeah. and they were like, you can't go in there. I was like, why not? And my brother was like, you don't have a dick. And I was like, what do you mean? Because obviously I didn't really fully understand what that was like. And that was the rude awakening that I was different than my brother. And you you played sports? Oh, yeah, 100%. I didn't stand a chance. Did not stand a chance. You um, played baseball and what else? I played baseball, basketball, golf, soccer. Were you good at basketball? Yeah, it was bad. Point guard. I love girls who play basketball. There you, you go. you got to be like really good, though. So did you play? Uh, you played all through high school. Yeah, I was the first girl um, at my military school that played that tried out and made varsity, and still to this day, no other girl's done it. Wait, you were on a boys' team? Yeah. So they had a co-ed team? No, I was on the boys' team. They didn't have softball. Are oh, you talking about softball? I'm talking about basketball. You just said. It's <laughs> not what you're talking about. Basketball, yes. I played basketball, varsity, freshman, sophomore year at my uh, military school. Okay. Um, then played rec league the rest of high school um, when I left. And then, yeah, I mean, golf was co-ed. Baseball was not. I was on the guys' baseball team. And that was really it. Mm-hmm. And what college did you go to? Or did you go to college? Um, I went to U of A for a semester, really wasn't feeling it, and I've done some classes at like community college. I used to live by, uh, well, not by U of A, Norfolk. I was in U Norfolk. of A is in Arizona, Tucson. UV? University of Arizona. Oh, I thought you said UVA, Mm-mm. University no. of Virginia. I would not go to that school. No offense <laughs> to anybody that has, not my <laughs> cup of tea over there. <laughs> so what did you major in in college? I wanted to major in criminal justice, but I stopped to pursue um, being a mechanic. Um, but currently, I'm going to start working on, in the new year, um, real estate and EMT. So you're a mechanic now? Yes, I am. Uh, how does it feel working in, in a m- mostly male-dominated field? Horrible. It's horrible. You definitely... Get looked at different, um, definitely don't get the same respect or um, willingness to like teach me how to do things, but I just started working at a new shop in the city, 
uh, in the mission. And I got to tell you, this is the best shop I've ever worked on in the three years that I've been working on cars. Why do you say it's the best? Um, there's another female there, another lesbian as well. So it's a nice little community. These guys, they, they want to teach me. They don't look at me as, oh, you're another female tech. Yeah. Um, it's definitely just the utmost respect overall. I've never felt so welcomed into a community that's wanted to teach me, and I really love that about this company. Where were you working at before? Don't <laughs> want to blast their names out here. They're just not. Well, that's what we do. What's the name? So I worked at uh, <laughs> I worked at Sunnyvale Volkswagen. Sunnyvale Volkswagen. Yeah, that was a cool place. I did get my start there. Can I uh, tag them in this? Please don't. <laughs> um, that was a cool spot to work at, um, and then I moved to Oakland uh, off and on and so then I worked at Oakland Volkswagen which was absolutely horrible um, and then worked at a few other shops since now working in working in like being a mechanic a woman mechanic and like doing construction and shit being a woman there's obviously male locker room talk right do you oh, hear a lot of that do you oh, feel offended absolutely um, do I don't you get feel offended f- about what they say no because it's just like some of the stuff that comes out of the mouth is just fucking stupid and I'm just like, where where are you getting this idea? Like, scissoring, for example. What? No, I'm not. No. On a Friday night, I'm like, I'm not going to go grab a six-pack and scissor my girlfriend. Like, that's not a that's not a thing. It's not happening. It's not a thing? Have you ever... Should I even ask you if you've ever oh, we're scissored? Do <laughs> you think scissoring is, is a certain thing that it's really not? What I don't yeah. understand is how can you have an orgasm through scissoring it's just the fingers work way more wonders than the penis will ever work yeah Yeah, but we're talking about scissoring though that's not scissoring it's just it's not a thing it doesn't work it's It's this idea like girls with freaking nails like you see in porn like no I'm not (laughs) turning into a freaking continue talking continue talking it's just it's I don't know it's not my cup of tea I don't think it's a real thing what's your take non-relevant I agree it's yeah I don't know it's just weird I don't think that's really what like lesbian sex is and I think lesbian sex is also like way more intimate than people are portraying it to be oh yeah it's not just oh this girl's hot I'm gonna go fuck her it's if I wanna have sex with you I need to feel some sort of emotion towards you we need a vibe we need to connect the chemistry's gotta be there well it's more intimate yeah absolutely and even if it's a hookup it's still gotta be some sort of intimacy yeah so that's just how I kind of feel about sex. Uh, we, we were t- we were <laughs> sex talking, is great, we were though. We talking sex. about scissoring, though. Yeah, and then you walked away, so right, we were just so trying let's to re- rewind keep it that. going. <laughs> so we, we talked about scissoring. We touched base on it. How it's just like it's not a thing. It's what, like, porn has... So you don't like scissoring? No, absolutely not. Okay, I've never even either? done it. It's like I said, like, the fingers are way, do way more work than, like, other things that are portrayed. Like, I think... People have a really jaded perspective on like what lesbian sex is. Do you remember the first time you had an orgasm? Yeah, and it was. Was it with a woman? It was myself. Oh, yourself? Yeah, self gratification. How old were you? I don't know. I was probably a young teenager. I was probably like 15 or 16 when I fully understood what it was. Oh, yeah, you can come in on this too. (laughs) (laughs) It's a co ed thing, I think. (laughs) So. Your first orgasm, orgasm was self. Lord. Mine was with a girl. Was yeah. this as an adult or? Yeah, as an adult. It was the uh, first girl I came was out. Was it the college chick? 
No, no, no. Freshman Someone year. that I dated uh, right before I came out here and somebody that I kind of moved out here for. Well, not kind of. I moved out here for someone. I'm just not going to I mean, you already said it, it on yeah. part one. I've moved out here for someone. Um, not the same person I met on MySpace. It was somebody else that I dated that I moved out here for. Uh, I just visited that other girl. Are you a player? I just crush a lot. <laughs> no, I am not a player. I mean, I used... Oh, God. I just. I feel like I'm just going to fuck myself over in this yeah, whole thing, but it's okay. The more al- the, now, you're like... The part two is going to be a whole different vibe. Cause part two is going to be raw they're getting and unleashed. Drunk. They're getting drunk now. Yeah, all right. We're going all in. Uh, I moved out here for someone that I met when I visited that girl Shannon I talked about in part one briefly. Um... Lived with her, and that was somebody that I like. I started dating for first three, three and a half years that I came here. So mm. that was my first orgasm. We had great sex. Was it? Was she like eating you out, or? Yeah, absolutely. That do a little finger blasting, do some crazy <laughs> shit. That's where nice. it's at. Um, but yeah, I mean, sex is a huge thing in a relationship. And I think as long as the sex is there and chemistry and that department is there, I think, you know, you can only go up. Yeah. So I think it's really important. What's one thing that you hate doing? In bed? Sex? Yeah. That you hate. Or not even hate, just dislike doing. That's really... I'm going to pass this one on to you, and then I'm going to try to figure that one out. I really dislike talking in bed. Like, I don't know what it is, like, when someone's really trying to be, like, super, either, like, whisper sweet nothings into your ear, yeah, no, like, I either, agree. like, being, like, mad, intimate, like, where it's, like, there's definitely making love, and there's sometimes some like, verbal things I have to engage in, but when you're getting, like, too out there with, like, too much talking, I'm, like, I will literally shut you up. Like, it's just, like, you're fucking up my vibe, but, like, stop. What type of men do you fuck with that talks all the time well i'm just saying like in terms shit. of people that You're like quiet. i've been I'm in serious relationships like if i'm making love to someone <laughs> and they feel they really want to like overly talk about it you know because that's what they think being intimate is like it's just like i can't focus on like the now that that fucks me up or someone that's like overly talking dirty like to the point where I like I all I hear is you talking and I'm like focusing on trying to like have sex with you it's a yeah. little bit uh, yeah it's just too much for me it's just the only thing I don't like everything else is just like it depends with that person you know it's like something that maybe I don't wasn't good with somebody else is better with someone else so it do you depends. like do you like giving getting head I like both giving and receiving I think you have to like giving in order to receive I don't think that's true I know a shit ton of girls who hate giving head but they well, that's will not, never but turn that, you down if you want to eat but them then they don't know how to really have a relationship then it's equal give and take cause it's like I mean they'll that's do like, it but they but don't what's like more powerful it. than you being able to like get sh- get your man's or your woman's off like from your power you know like those, I think that's hella powerful there's those girls out there who just love sucking dick and they go to the ends of the earth to try to make you nut on getting hit <laughs> and then there's those girls who are like oh he ate me out so I guess I gotta return the favor and then like try to do it all real real fast but that's so what I'm saying it's like she probably honestly didn't really care about the getting the receiving it's like it's a weird mental thing like you have to really enjoy what you're doing in order to be able to receive something okay or at least be open to it 
That's what I think. Lori is on her phone right now. Sorry, I got a text message. And all the message. YouTubers are watching you on your I'm sorry, phone. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got a text all message. All right, so um, who texts you? My partner. Yeah. You want to shout out your partner's name? My partner's name is Erica. She's pretty rad. <laughs> she will not listen to this because she doesn't want to hear about my past. <laughs> all, right. all right, well, Erica, come on the show by yourself. I, to- I think she should. Yeah. She needs to be a little bit more open and laid back. She's very uptight. It's got to stop. So how did you guys... Oh. Was it opposites attract or something? So my ex introduced us together. Oh my, <laughs> uh, my ex introduced us together, and we were best friends. There was no intentions, absolutely no intentions of ever getting together. Sure. Um, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was very much so in love with the with my ex partner. Um, I yeah couldn't imagine cheating, um, and so we broke up. And was she trying to get with you when you were with? No, no, we she both wasn't showing you no sign, no flirty flirt. Nope. Look at her eyes. Nope, nothing. We didn't. We didn't. We had no idea this was gonna happen. Um, she still gets shit for it, but I mean it's all good. We're happy, and that's I'm all assuming, that matters. I'm assuming you like made the first move, like. What's up? I laid in the middle of the street with my boot on my foot after I broke my foot, and I was like, dude, if you don't go out with me, I'm just going to let the next car hit me. <laughs> she was like, no, you won't. And I was like, you're right, I won't. <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I was just like, come on. I was like, let's give this a shot and see what happens. So you, your ex knew her, right? So yep. when you guys broke up, how long, when did you, like, start dating her? Was it within a month or a couple weeks? Um, 72 hours. Lesbians, they say, just call the U-Haul. No, we no, we didn't move in. No, <laughs> I don't. It's a joke. Oh, I was about to say that's, uh, It's kind of funny. Yeah, no U-Haul. No U-Haul at all. But it was 72 hours? Yeah, we hooked up within 72 hours. Kind of feel ashamed. I didn't give myself enough time to heal, but fuck it. You broke up with me. Okay, but let me get something straight. So obviously you guys were fucking something was going on while you were with this girl. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't do so that. So no shit. flirting, nothing. Nope. nope. Nothing at all. No. I was gonna marry the you person never, that I was like, with. Accidentally touched her butt or anything. No, I was never gonna kissed marry... her as like a nope. friendship kiss, like hi. Nope. None of that. Nothing. Swear. So nothing romantic ever happened at all. No. And then when then seventy two hours, you guys fucked? And this girl is friends with your... Was girl, friends. Was friends. Well, when you were with her, they were good friends. And she... This girl... What's that word? When you fuck somebody over. When This girl stabbed her best friend homework in the back. No. no, no, not homework. This girl stabbed her best friend in the back. No, they were within best 72 friends. Hours. friends to best friends. No, no, no. You're not telling it. You're not telling the truth. So they, I am. Tell t- the truth on this podcast. Listen. Did you cheat on your your, your ex girlfriend? Absolutely not. Nothing. Nope. I'm looking you dead in the eyes right now. <laughs> I know only YouTube can see it, but. Oh shit. That's your her girlfriend is texting her right now because this is live streaming on YouTube. I know my dog got out, so that's what I'm trying to oh, deal it's with. Oh, the dog. All right. Well, you. All right. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. All right, so that's true. Yeah, I never cheated. I wanted to marry this Kate, girl. What do you think? Do you think she? I believe it. No, what, no. what reason do, you... do I have to lie? Huh? I don't know. What I'm saying you have to. I'm just saying, asking her what does she believe. 
I do think you believe that within 72 hours you, of nothing, no contact whatsoever? I think people go towards comfort. People, it doesn't, for, women's chemical, like, emotional state is much different than a man's chemical state. I don't think Lori's was a situation of, like, oh, I'm going to now leave my partner and then no, fuck Erica. Not just Erica. partner, a girl that she wanted to marry. Right. That's it's just, I love. think... Yeah, but th- I've never. That's where, like, so within seventy-two hours, you were like, "I'm gonna cheat. I'm a, I'm a fuck." That's not the, cheating. Well, not cheat. I'm gonna fuck my exes, the ex that I wanted to marry, and you didn't dump her. She dumped you. So Correct. obviously, I always get dumped. Yeah. So obviously, like those trash. So obviously, those feelings were the same when she dumped you. You still loved her. So within yeah. seventy-two hours, see, I know what really happened. I don't All right. think you do. I do. Sherlock Holmes, break love. it down. She was in love with this woman, and she felt betrayed like a motherfucker when she dumped her. So she's like, how can I hurt this girl like she hurt me? I'm a fucker best friend. I think this is where that's, we were talking wait, about like wait, double standards. No, so no, me, men Is that are true, vindic- Lori? Is no. Okay, all right. I think that men can be actually more vindictive Lord's than women mind, with certain things, even though we get cut out as being crazy or a psycho or whatever. I think for Lori, she was broken. Yeah. Her comfort person That's what I just said. Was, was Erica. No, but she's not being vindictive. She felt comfort within Erica. Therefore, she just naturally gravitated towards someone that was giving her what she wanted why, and needed. Why did Erica comfort her instead of her Well, that we cannot speak on because we're not, none of us are Erica. I think Erica could have had feelings for Lori and therefore she was open to Lori coming towards her. But I think on Lori's... Lori just said there was no type of sexual... She didn't even blink her eyes. You don't have to have sexual... It's it's emotional feelings. No, she just said there was no feeling whatsoever. Sexual feelings is different than emotional feelings towards someone. That's what I'm saying. Men and women are very different. I swear to God, you said there was no feelings whatsoever. I didn't have feelings. Yeah, exactly. Because her feelings were preoccupied by somebody else. But once she was no longer in the picture... Where do we go for? We have to fill a void. We fill a void with comfort of what is familiar. What is familiar? Erica had been around. Therefore, she is a familiar, safe place for her to go. This is different in like the relationships with a man and a woman versus a woman and a woman. And I think even for like a gay man and another man is very different than the way women emotionally connect. That's why I was joking earlier about the U-Haul euphemism of like I'm we move at we move phrase. at a different pace because it's like we can openly connect with someone on an emotional level. You have our heart. Our heart is our sacred place. It's not about just sex for us. That's like what Lori was saying earlier. It's like we need to be intimate oh, with somebody to a degree, whether we cerebrally and consciously right, know that we are. So let's segue into something now. Everyone knows, well, a lot of people think that cheating-wise, like, let's say you're with a man, you're dating a man, you're dating a woman. Lori, uh, Lori in this case, you're dating a woman. You, Let's say you're dating a man. All right. When men cheat and when women cheat. So a woman can cheat on a guy, right? And, and you're still a, the and, dog. And then the guy, no, and then the guy will be done. What, he'll be 100% done with her. See but a woman, I, wait, wait. <laughs> and then a woman can cheat on a man. 
No, you mean the other way no, around. Yeah, a man cheats on a woman. A man cheats on a woman, and then she will be like, yeah, she'll stick around. like Because she's emotionally again, invested. So what I'm saying is the difference, do you, know, do you know why men get so, the question is, why do you think men are so angry at women when they cheat than women? Uh, I, well, that's what I said earlier in part one about we're very similar, but it's almost from the opposite perspective of things, of what we need in a relationship. You know, there's the old saying of, like, you know there's always, like, that one woman that broke that man's heart and fucked him up for days on end, and then you try to step in as the next bitch, and it's like, good luck type of shit. Where, for a man, it's it's egoic. Mostly it's ego that somebody else pissed on your doormat you are no longer wanting that person because somebody else pissed on Yodomat. We're a woman. We have emotionally invested in our person that it doesn't matter if somebody else stepped to step to your shit or not. Like oh. We just have emotions involved in We're that. We're all fucked up out it. Therefore, it's much different. But surprisingly, in my case, every time I've ever cheated, A, I'm honest as fuck. I'm the first person to say, I fucked up. I did this. I will tell you even before it happens, actually. And they still want me. But that's just who I am. I'm very open and honest with everything that I do. I don't hide anything in terms of, like, well, the I think, surface I think, I, think, I think you got half of that question right. Okay. The first half is the pissing on... The doorstep. Yeah, men are prideful. That's totally true. And then I think that you... The second part of that question or that answer is... Men know that women... It's that whole... Have you ever heard that saying? Like, men fuck who they can and women... No. And, and yeah, men fuck who they can and women fuck who they want. Have yeah. you ever heard that before? So, that's one of the reasons. Because I think... Men know that women, when they choose to have sex with another person, it's because there's something that's bringing that woman to that person. Like, yeah. They have to be emotionally connected. A Absolutely. Guy, so it's more of a threat. Therefore, a guy can like literally yeah. like walk out the street and be like, yo, you want to have sex? Well, sex and is then just after sex that, nine times out of ten. And after that, they'd be like, yo, I don't even remember this chick. I don't, yeah. Don't really give a... It's like Jay-Z said, I was just fucking them girls. I was going to get right back. Right. So that's well, you're thinking with your small head, not your big head, yeah. Yeah, we know, yeah. They could both be. Small but women, women are sometimes like sometimes it like, usually is that when way. women choose to have sex with somebody, they're like, oh, there has to be a, even if it, even if it's a one night stand, there has to be something about this man that would make you want to have sex. Like, oh, damn, look at his hair. Oh, look, I like the way he dressed. Oh, I like the way he talks to me. No, I've had emotionless or, sex on a few occasions where I literally did not give a flying fuck one way or another. I, I, there was times I didn't even remember who that person was and someone had to remind me and I was like, oh shit, that we happened. We need napkins. Oh shit. Do you spill? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, lovely. I'll get a nap. So, I guarantee that we need more. I guarantee, you. so you said you You've had emotionless, emotionless sex. Emotionless sex. Oh, absolutely. Was that just a one night stand, or did you see that person 
Good no, I've so I just recently had my first one night stand out of the 17 years I've been sexually active, um, but I've had two emotionless sex interactions with people who I felt nothing towards. Absolutely nothing. So, but was it a one night stand? Yes, in the sense that I never had sex with them again, but I'd have to see them on a regular basis, but it meant Would nothing. Would like your co-workers or something? No, just like someone I would know and see around, and I could just keep a 100, act like nothing ever happened, because in my mind, nothing really did happen. Okay. Boy, can you get one out? Can yep. you get more? I'm right on it. Like a fucking stack. So... I guarantee, I mean, it's good that you said that, oh, I just had emotionless sex, but I think if you would have continued to fuck, if you would have continued to fuck that person, you would have caught feelings. I don't think so. I think it's uh, emotions for a woman means that you have to be willing to give emotions. And I think I, at that point in my life, I was so broken and damaged that I had no emotions to give. I was so closed off. That it could have been anybody at any given time, it wouldn't have mattered to me. Like, I, I've been somebody that's definitely been in my masculine energy many a time in my life. Therefore, I've never um, felt like I had to make sex be a big deal. And I think that's 90% of like Please, how most good. men... I'm not feel I'm not. about sex is like I am literally feeling a carnal physical feeling. It has nothing to do with my emotions. Like you just said, I could fuck any chick. It's about can I versus do I want to. It's just like an instinctual feeling. So, and I think I've reacted to an instinctual masculine sexual desire on a couple of occasions where I felt nothing after the fact, it was just a physical release, and I went about my merry way and had no emotions towards it whatsoever, but I was never, like, I ghosted anybody or whatever. I just kept it mad 100 and did my own thing. Where, just recently, I had, like, a, the first official one-night stand where I was like, okay, I'm never going to see this person ever again. Was that with a man or a woman? With a man. And I was did you meet him at? I was in New Orleans. It was just... So one of those this? things. You say recently. recently. Was last week? In November. Beginning of November. That's not recently. That's like last that is, month. That's recent as fuck for recent me. Recent is know. like within the week. That's recent for me. I'm not somebody that's just out there patrolling the streets trying to get laid. No, I'm not saying you are. So, th- in my book, that's mad recent. All right. So, you were in Norway. Do you, do you feel like you had the one night stand because... You were just I, on vacation? No, it was actually, it was a liberating uh, freedom kind of a thing for would you me. Have fuck, would you have fucked him out here if you saw him out here in um, Oakland? I don't think it would have mattered. I think I would just hit like a really good place in my life where I no longer treated sex in a way that was going to damage me in any way, shape, or form. I think I actually viewed sex in a healthy way where I could engage in sex in a positive, uh, non-emotional sense, but that the fact is that normally the way I conduct my life is that I want somebody to stick around. But I, cause since I had always wanted that, therefore it becomes an expectation, an unrealistic expectation of somebody that you knew in your heart of hearts was not reality. 
I think that's where people get, well, I would say mostly women get jaded on, is that they expect far too much from somebody when they engage in sexual activity that they just lose sight of the big picture. And I think for the first time in my life, I never viewed it in that way on a conscious level. Therefore, when I had this opportunity to just nearly have sex with someone and have it mean nothing, but I filled a physical need and desire, it was a liberating feeling that I no longer had to react on emotions anymore, that I could have, in some ways, my cake and eat it too if I wanted to, but then it also reminded me that I'm like, I don't like having unfulfilled sex. I want to have intimacy, true intimacy with a partner, you know? I want somebody to be able to, like I told you, like mentally, like mind fuck me on a cerebral level of connection, intimacy, and that's going to get me off way before our physical senses. Because it's like, I can fuck whomever and that only fills one area, but if you mentally and cerebrally connect with me, that's the ultimate fuckery, you know? So, it's just like a different perspective on the male, like, uh, desires and wants... Yeah, you can the, have some. Thinking you with the some. small head versus the big head. Eat it. No, I have, uh, I have an open... Your bread's not here. All right. Um, can you break me off a piece of that bread? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Lori. Yes. Have you ever had a one-night... I mean, I was, yeah, you I've said you're a relationship type, but have you ever had a one-night stand? I I'm have. I'm not talking about, oh, I slept with someone and then, oh, the next day we were together. No. no, I don't. I mean, I no. Um, yeah, I've had I've had a few one night stands. Um, off your bread. I wake up in the morning, nothing I'm totally proud of, but um, yeah, I've I've done it. I've done it. How do you feel about? I think it's dope. I mean, I I don't care about that person, so why do like but you say you're emotional and you want to be in relationships do you yeah, do you not call the I person uh, back the next day or like oh we had a great night I want to see you again you never do that I have before but I don't know it's kind of how I I have to like ride it out and see how I feel in the morning like if you're still in my bed and it's noon like you gotta go <laughs> like I don't want to do nine times out of ten I don't want to do brunch Okay. I've only done that once after what was supposed to be a one-night stand. Do you think it's easier... This question is for both of you guys. Do you think it's easier to... to, to, to get women in the gay community? I mean, to get a partner in the gay community rather than in the straight community? No. No. I think it's harder. Yeah. I think way the standards harder. are way higher. Yeah. Are you serious? Hell yeah. gay men, gay men, if you walk into a gay club... We're not club, gay men. But also, you're, you're just saying it's, there's a difference between sex and a relationship. Sex and a relationship are two different things. What are we talking about? Are we talking about sex or a relationship right now? Whatever you want. Are we talking about sex or are we talking about a relationship right now? You just said, as far as, is it harder getting in a relationship... I didn't say relationship. I said getting with. So fucking... <laughs> it's easy to fuck anybody. Yeah. No. Do you want... Really? You don't think so? I mean, it's easy for me because, I mean, I, I've been taught all the right things. But I'm saying... We are all... We all have carnal instincts. I think anyone can fuck... Partner, hey, do you want to fuck? Yeah. Okay, could, cool. Yeah, so it's just easy fuck. for us. Yeah, but... Yeah. yeah. It's so, not... Fucking someone is not hard. 
emotionally investing effort in somebody is difficult. Let me difficult. ask you this. Let me ask you. You're bisexual, so you fuck with guys and girls, right? Yeah. So you think it's easier. Let's say you go to a club and you go to a gay club the next day. Which one of those clubs do you think it will be easiest to go to, to, to fucking get some pussy or some dick? It really depends, but nine times out of ten, as far as like if I go to a lesbian specific party, they're looking for something. They're looking for the sex, for sex. Just like I was in a no, gay not, club. No, it's much different. There's either the women out there that actually want a long term, meaningful relationship with someone. Or they're just there just to have fun. That's what I'm saying. A woman's psyche is much different than a man's psyche. We can go out every night and not be looking for anything or anyone. We, we just, just want to have, have fun. fun. Uh, whereas if I go to any club where there's going to be male dominancy, like a sausage fest, Ugh. of course, every single dude in there is going to want to fuck anything that moves. Therefore, the odds are in my favor, guarantee. I could walk up to anyone and be like, you want to fuck? You want to fuck? You want to fuck? You know, without well, that's being what, so... That goes like, back to the point where men fuck who they can and women right. fuck who they want. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's much different for women. But it also, there's mad lesbians out there that just want to fuck too. We all have carnal things where I feel every call time I have boys. put out that energy of like, I'm looking for a good time, I'm able to receive that if that's the energy I'm putting off. But if I'm not and I'm closed off, then I'm getting unwanted, unsolicited things from people. And usually it's men. My partner got mad that I gave you my number after you said I you bet. were queer. Oh, I dude, I got ridiculed the whole way home. I was like, I'm just going to sit in the trunk at this point. Like, there's no point of me even, like, sitting in the actual car with you. <laughs> so she, like, thought, she thought you were, like, trying to hit on her or something? Yeah. But it's like, why would I do that in front of you? Well, she thought that. That means yeah, she already knows that you're that type of person, right? She knows that I've been a fuckboy before. Outside of any relationship that I've had, if you are hearing this, she's, a, put that she's, out there. A, she's a jealous type. One hundred percent. You know that's just gonna lead to like shit ton of problems. Just keep fucking her right, and hopefully it doesn't blow over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, what else can we? What else can we touch on? What's your sexuality? Let's no, ask you questions. You don't, you don't ask me questions on my show. Oh. I don't get interviewed. Red. Let's, ask, <laughs> Let's ask this. Let's ask this. Cats, have you ever... Oh, Kate, I'm sorry. You want to be Kate, man. Have you ever pegged... A man before? Yes. Mm. Yes, I have. Pegging. But not in the uh, sense of, like, I put a strap on and, and fucked him. I've just literally... Yes. However, I'm saying I have anally penetrated several men in my life. They like felt toys offended. And shit. Mostly digits, you know. Digits. What the fuck is that? Fingers. Oh, fingers. Oh, you, However, you, you're the, you're, you like sticking your fingers in guys' butts. No, I just like people to feel all the senses. So I'm like, a lover. I so want you, you like to it. feel everything that I can feel. So you like it. No, I don't get off on that. I just feel. I mean, you can like it though. You do it. You did it more than once, right? I've done it a few times. Giving you things to ask. Okay. I like people to break down their walls and allow themselves to explore all options. And it's in a safe place where I will never judge them. I would never put them on blast about it. It's private. 
but I think that people put so much uh, preconceived you, notions on what is acceptable in society versus actually fulfilling all of your fantasies, wants, and needs. And I think that most men don't even realize that you have so much stimulation in your prostate that the orgasm that you get out of that shit is wow. That's why anytime you go to a happy endings place, when a girl's jerking you off, the way that we stop you and get you to fucking come already, we shove we a fucking bigger up your asshole and make you blow. You That's where your G spot is. You, you, you used to work at the happy endings massage. <laughs> I have friends that have, and that's the trick. Uh, but I've also done that in real life. Where as as are these happy endings? You want to shout them up? Where are the happy endings? Yeah. The people? You mean the places no, that get closed down? Name a happy ending spot that you know. They're all in New York. These are all my homegirls that worked in New York. Oh, so none out here. No. Well, there are. There are. All happy endings any? places. Uh, go to the L's, my friend. Go to the L's. I used to live around the corner from one of them. Okay. All right. Uh, so I have a bisexual woman and a lesbian here. So this is a perfect question to ask them. Do you think sexual orientation is a choice? Yes and no. I think that people like myself, I think I have a choice in terms of how I want to connect with somebody. But it is because I am that open and receptive and understanding that it does not matter gender. I go off of vibes. It's still a choice. I am free willingly choosing whom I engage with sexually, whether it is man or a woman. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Or I wasn't born that way thinking like, I have to be with a man or I have to be with a woman. Or I can, I have to be with both. It's not a, an identity thing that's for me. And I think that's someone that is, that's why I said the first time we met, I'm queer. I don't like the word bisexual because that, that means more, I feel it's, it's more damaging. People are pigeonholing you. It's like, I think in the LGBTQ community, like people get, like there are ways about it where like, no, that means you're, you're fucking lesbian, just own it. Or you're fucking gay, stop being stupid or whatever and it's like no I am actually about just exploring all of my options and never neglecting the fact that I can find love and happiness and fill my needs and desires by whomever comes my way and I think that's the most honest real choice that exists however for Lori's case she was born this way to let Lori answer her say you can tell her what you didn't know this girl when she was born well I'm just saying it's like you choose who you are as an identity person however it's like you already knew you were that person uh, yeah I think I, before I think you choose I, it yeah I think I 100% was born this that was such a Lady Gaga thing to say but <laughs> born, this, born way. this way oh my um, I mean I knew it at like a young age like something I was different I knew so how do you I, explain uh how do I explain what? I was going to say, how do you explain you dealing with dating guys for that long? Oh, like I said, but part, then I already know the answer. Yeah, part one is, like, I tried. I thought that was, like, the right thing to do. I thought that, you know, being a lesbian and being different, like, it should have been hush-hush and should have been suppressed. And it's not because my parents were horrible people. It was just, like, the community that I, like, lived in. But, you know, like I said before, bringing that one person home that my family absolutely love and adore or loved and adored still trying to figure that one out um, I mean it made things so much easier but I definitely think it like it was like I 
I didn't stand a chance. I didn't stand a chance. I was definitely a gay, gay from the day I was born. All right, so people who give me an answer to that, I'm going to be like devil's advocate, right? I don't believe this, but I'm just saying what people would say. Now, let's say, I'm going to give you an example. It's a stupid example, but it's an example. Let's say a person asks, what's your favorite color, right? And you say blue. And I'm like, were you born loving the color blue? You say no. I had to see... I had to see all. I had to see all. Wait, wait. Let me finish. I had to see all the colors and pick. Yo, I like this. I like blue. I've been. I see blue constantly. My, my, my fucking blanket is blue. Like my favorite basketball team colors is blue. Like my dad loved the color blue. So you were like literally. It was like something that was installed in your brain because you repetition. You kept seeing it over well, and over. Pussy's pink, so and, I guess my blah, favorite blah. color is pink. So you you grew you grew you grew to love the color blue. Now, use that same example as sex. Oh, I'm bo- let's say I'm a girl. I'm born. I'm not thinking about sex at the age of six months. I don't know if I'm a girl or a boy at six months. Six months old. I don't even know how to talk. I don't know how my brain... My brain is not developed yet. And then you're... Let's say you're 10. I'm a little girl. I... Don't know if I like boys or girls. I'm not thinking about sex. I see this boy. I don't see a boy. I just see a kid who likes playing with toys. 10-year-old to 15. Okay, I'm 15-year-old girl. Oh, this guy, I'm seeing this guy. I'm seeing this guy over and over that I like. <laughs> I'm seeing this guy over and over that I like. Oh, I'm seeing this girl the same over and over that I like. But I'm not looking at the girl in a sexual way. I'm looking at the guy because, okay, my parents are still married. I see a man and a woman in the household. Okay. So... Let's say the girl is 18 now. She knows what she wants. She loves men. She's not into girls. Now, take all of those things that happen between being born and 18. Do you still can say that, oh, I was born liking men or I was taught? Born is different than your identity. So No, because a lot of people say, oh, I was born this way. I was born gay. How are you born gay? You don't even know about sexuality when you're... Absolutely. However, what I will say is your identity is something that exceeds time and space. Do you, I could go do off on that, a Do you get that example that I just said? Yes. You understand in what I was a saying? realistic and pragmatic, logical sense, I agree with you there. However, there are things that even science say that are passed down from so many different generations in energies and environments that have already created you on a cellular level that cannot be argued. There are things that people naturally are going to gravitate towards almost immediately. And it is because social normatives and brainwashing change us. And that's why a lot of us can go through identity crises of like, why do I feel like I'm doing something wrong when I am following my path? And that's where we have the choice to choose. Do I honor my true authentic self 
or do I conform to societal, societal demands and normatives? That is a choice. But if you are truly living within your authenticity, you already knew who you were. Why do you, the fuck do you think any spiritual bullshit starts with the affirmations, I am? I am is not a timely thing. It is not present. It is not past. Well, it is not future. It is a state of being. Being is timeless. And so that's where I'm saying, I believe that you already know on a conscious or a subconscious level who you are. So basically you're saying you, you, your belief is you were born gay or straight. I don't think it's, I think it's just you come into yourself, but that's never being denied. That's basically what I just said. So you don't believe you're born this way. Like Lady well, God, I don't so. like saying hmm. born because, like, I'm saying these are things that are transcend time. Well, you could have had a past. Society life. says you're born this way. So, do you believe that? Yes or no? I don't. Okay. Lori, do you believe it? I think you're looking for a quick answer that no, doesn't have an answer. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking about what really society is saying. Fuck like, society. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm not <laughs> saying you. Even gay people say, "Oh, I was born gay." And that's fine if that is what they. But if they okay, know what do you young, think? I'm asking know, you specifically. It doesn't matter age. what I think. Well, okay, everything. Ma- I'm asking you specifically. I'm not asking everybody. I can't ask everyone in Wait, the Matt, world. Can take the mic around. I'm asking you specifically. Do you believe you're born? Straight? You were born with your soul. Your oh soul God. is who you are. Lori, what do you think? She's not giving me a straight answer. I gave you the most direct (laughs) answer. I think you're born the way you're supposed to be born. I think everything's set up for you. Um, I don't believe in a higher power. But I think you're born exactly the way you're supposed to be. Your your chemicals in your body, your balance, your brain, how it's wired, all of that is pre-planned. And that's just, that's the way it is. So if your parents are mad at you being gay, it's technically their fault because they were the sperm and egg. (laughs) So we can't be mad at anybody but themselves at that point. But when it comes down to it, it's like, You are can who you, can you are. Can you hold that thought? Absolutely. Does anyone else need to use the bathroom? No, but I'll definitely take you. another shot. <laughs> a shot? All right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. It's still recording, so okay. you guys can keep yeah, talking. Yeah, we're just going to talk shit. Yeah, yeah we'll talk I'm, shit I'm about a, him while he's going. I'm going to go piss hear about it when he posts right his podcast. Right. This motherfucker. <laughs> uh, should have, like, one of those, like, cold uh, call, like, elevator music. Call in if you want to. Uh, yeah. Oh, we can play music. Hold on, let me see what I got. You got. Let's do some uh, Fleetwood Mac. Right? What shall we play? Dreams. Gypsy is my favorite. Okay, we'll do Gypsy. Stealing all of his bread.
wasn't no awkward silence this whole time, right? Or you guys were fucking talking. No, we were playing Fleetwood Mac. That was your hold music. And we stole some of your bread. Fleetwood Mac. I'm going to have to edit that out because I don't have... That's copyright infringement. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I'm sure they're doing fine money-wise. We'll look at the time stop and then go back, what, two uh, minutes? Whatever. I don't think Fleetwood Mac is going to be worried about this little podcast. Um, I'll never find it. Yeah. I want to order a drink, but I don't feel like... All right, one of you guys going to have to get up and order the drink. All right. What do you want? Tecate tequila. PBR, shot of whiskey. You can put it on uh, my... All right, Kat. Kate. What is, what is your full name? My full government is Catherine, but I only go by Kate. And what's your ethnicity? I'm Korean. Like full Korean? Yep. How do you feel about dating outside your race? Doesn't matter. I think every person I've ever dated actually is outside my race, technically. How's your family think? Well, I'm adopted, so the people that raised me are white. How do you feel being raised by white parents, being Korean? Love is love. I had to grow into that, but I never had an identity crisis with not knowing who raised me. That's my family. There's Do you no think question. you'll be the same person if you were raised by a Korean family? Absolutely not. I think I would have had more struggles. I think I was meant to be where I am and live Order's my true coming. authentic self. Okay. Do you know your nope. real mom, dad? Nope. Do you know anyone who's really related to you? Have you, like, done your, no. like... I have you no don't care design. about finding out? No. The only thing I, that would be beneficial is just knowing, like, medical history, and that's it for me. But it serves me... You can't me. find that out? Isn't it, like, public records or something? No, shit? it's not. I just jumped into this. What happened? I am adopted from Korea, so the people oh, that so raised me... that I went out with. It's very common. Yeah. Yo, Lori's a player. She's a pimp. Not quite. I, yeah. Oh, I'll just eat my bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So she's adopted. Um, were you the only kid in the house? No, my brother. He's also adopted, but he's white ethnicity. What were your adopted parents like? They were cool? Matt cool. My parents hey, like you know, hippies. as long as you're happy, they give you a good roof over your head. I think that's all that matters. Absolutely. Loved you as if they're your own. There was Have never you, a question. Have you ever been pregnant before? Surprisingly not. High five. Never. I never had an abortion. Never had a you know. scare? Like, oh, shit. I oh, know. I've had several scares, but luckily I never fully was pregnant. You prefer to have sex uh, uh, without a condom? Do you? I think everybody does. However, does it feel not, that, does not it me. Feel total- <laughs> it does feel different. There's it mass, does? Yeah, it does feel different. Okay, can you describe the differences for the men who don't have pussies? Well, you can feel a difference. Like, I feel people's energies. It's your fault. <laughs> well, I feel people's energies. You know, luckily I've been on birth control like 90% of my sexual active life. That it was never, that was an issue for me if I wanted to or not other than just being safe sex in general. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like a guy that let's just say the condom doesn't fit him so great is going to feel that difference and therefore he's not going to perform to the way that he would like. Yeah, but how does it feel as a woman? How does it feel to but you? But I'm saying it's like I feel his uncomfortableness and it makes me feel his uncomfortableness. 
For me, I also so, well, can just feel it though. You're too. talking about like you're talking about some like spirits and shit. I'm talking about the actual like me rubbing on this this desk right now feels the type of way. Yeah. And, and you then, can feel a difference as a woman, And then when too. I put on a, a, a rubber glove, it'll feel differently. Yeah, exactly. And it does. So explain explain the difference between... What do you feel? The vein on the dick or... No, it's just more the friction, you know? Because it's like we naturally lubricate ourselves to a certain PBR, degree. PBR, you're missing two... <laughs> she's grabbing Oh, she's grabbing I just forgot. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, so we secrete natural lubricants based upon our chemical, like, receptors in our brain. So it's like, yeah. I'm saying it's like, for women, ours is more Thank of you. a psychological situation when we're engaging in a sexual activity. Cheers. So, like, right. most women, we have the ability to control, like, our orgasms and, like, what's actually going to fulfill us. It's, like, most of us women that have sex with men, we're not going to come a lot of the time because we're just not mentally in that place to do it as well as a lot of physical stuff is not going to hit the right spots that engage you in that way. Unless you are someone that is totally connected with everything that they got going on of like what gets them off it's really challenging tell me one thing specifically that if someone does to you 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 could come that like like that uh that does not happen at all for me no but i can get in that mindset and my body reacts to that with certain things what things well, it's like true intimacy for me personally. Everyone is different. I can just really connect with somebody. And when we're intimate in that regard, you know, it's like I like ear nibbling. I don't know what it is, but it's got to be done in a very particular way. So ear nibbling would get you like what? Like, in oh, that so. mode where I'm like, yes, I'm going to get mine, period, and a discussion. And Lord. I will make myself get mine. Don't nibble on my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'd say, like, going down. Going down on me. Just like oral sex? Yeah. You get in it or... or Both. I'll give and receive. Mm-hmm. Okay, so which one, like, makes you... I think like, giving, starting off giving, definitely revs things up. And I think for grand finale, getting it is yeah. just... Is there anything specifically... That a person can do to you to make you like, oh, if he, if that girl does this to me, I'm gonna like nut. I mean, like me, if a girl like starts whispering in my ear, like when I'm, I'm like getting in deep, like that shit would make me like. That's why I, that's why I'm so quiet. I'm like, yo, don't say shit to me. <laughs> Cause you wanna last longer. <laughs> exactly. Don't say nothing. Just be quiet. Um, I would say, I mean. I don't want to be cliche and kind of saying like hit all the right spots, but I would say like touch and base in places that need to be t- like don't spend too much time in one spot. Don't yeah. spend too much time on, you know, the clit. Don't spend too much time on the outside areas. Like just make sure you kind of just touch base. And I think that's what really, really gets it going. Do you, do you consider yourself like a butch lesbian? No, I consider myself a stem. A stem? Stud femme. A stud. Stud femme. Can you explain what a that stud definition? is? A st- okay, so well, a stem I mean, to the someone... people who don't know what the fuck okay. a stud is. So a stem is kind of like someone who has a little bit of that masculinity, <coughs> but also that feminine side. Okay. 
definitely something that benefits and hits a lot of categories. That's in a the stud. Yeah. No, that's a that's, that's just a stud a stem. Femme? Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you saying stud fem or or stem? Stem. Stem. Which is stud, stud fem. Oh, see that? I don't know that. There's so many fucking acronyms for everything. Do you do you feel like like why why the fuck do we need all these acronyms? Do you feel that sometimes? Because that's I how do. I feel. I do. There's I too many shit to like. The other, like, other just popped on the scene, right? Did they? Oh, I don't know. Jesus. And then there's a they. There's they, them, there. Exactly. There's also Z. Uh, Z, I don't know. That. What the fuck is Z? Z is kind of, instead of saying she or he, you say Z. <laughs> if you don't know their pronouns out of respect. Uh, do you think that's stupid, though? Absolutely not. I think you're do respectively you, identifying. Why can't someone. I just identify you as a person instead of. You and how would you identify them as a person? People are proud. Like I identify but you, you as are pink. projecting that my gender on me. So when? if you met anyone here in this establishment, and just because he looks like your picturesque man, and I address him as sir, man, him, he, is that okay if he actually doesn't? I would address them as who they are. Like, what's your name? That's how I address them as. I'm right. Like, I'm not saying, oh. Do you want me to call you he, the, she, X, Z? But you just said be like, Yo. him. So that's what we're saying. That's why Z was important. Because you were not projecting any proper pronouns to that person. And you are accepting them for their name, their identity. Yes. That's the whole purpose of it. It's the whole, like, you are who you are. You're a big circle and everything that's right. you are is inside If you inside want to be a rock, circle. be a rock. If you want to be a tree, be a tree. Just... Do you think Be it's overly excessive be. at times? Sure, but the yeah, that's, justice that's is that's absolutely what I, that's what I clear. Yeah. Yeah. But also, out of respect, let yeah. this person identify and figure out who they are. They are allowed to go through 10 million roller coaster emotions to figure out who they are and who they want to be. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no time limit. Exactly. If you still can't figure it out and you're on your deathbed and was like, aha, this like, is it. What is the people that it's like okay. to be like a furry cosplay animal, the furries or whatever? What? Let them... Yeah, there's oh, people God, that identify as like a furry. Right there, like, oh. like, let them do them. Like, yeah. okay, I get it. Who am I to judge? Who? Do, why do I give a shit? Let you be you. Yeah, hey, I'm not judging anyone. <laughs> Thank I'm God. We have to drop the mic literally in dip. <laughs> I was saying, you guys took the question differently. But anyway, that's why you have these podcasts get different perspectives. Absolutely. No, no, I'm not. Not differently, but you took it the wrong way. You answered a question that I didn't ask. That's what I'm You just asked, Lori, what did you think <laughs> about people calling them, them, her, no, she? No, no. Yeah, that wasn't my question. The question asked, was about um, what do you, you think? Do you think it's overly, like, what did you say, overly hyped? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, that's I what, said that's excessive. The, that's the yeah. question, yeah. It can be at times, absolutely. But it's an adjustment period that we're all going through. So we're all going to get used to it, and then in a year or two down the road, we're going to be like, oh, why did we even make a fuss about this? Exactly. So who are you voting for? In 2020? Yes. Certainly not the fucking Cheeto-looking dumbass. Yes, we know that, goddammit. Okay. <laughs> I just want to put out there. Yeah, I think they would. You don't even need to put that out. I, I just hope you Listening some- to you, they'll be like, okay, yeah. But Americans are dumb. Yeah, we allowed him to even be in office. Hello. <laughs> um, not too sure yet. 
Kind of needed to see what the final round's going to look like. Harris, Who are you leaning toward? Well, Harris dropped out. Um, Kamala Harris. She has. She had everybody bamboozled. Yeah. She's God a cop. She put multiple yeah, minorities behind bars. A lot of people don't know that. They just look at her and go, oh, she's a black woman. Oh, yeah. but she did do that in Sacramento. Research her. And you'll be like, fuck Kamala, Kamala Harris. But Kamala Harris, like if, you like the, if you like the show... Thank you. Listen. Uh, let me talk shit about you real quick, but thanks. I appreciate it. Joe Biden's good. He's a good guy. Um, I don't know. Like, I really haven't been watching him. Why do you like Joe him. Biden? I just, he's just real and authentic. He'll just tell you exactly how it is. I just think so he's basically like Trump, but the good version. Because Trump says no, what he wants. No, there's no one. No. Trump, th- Trump says, says what he wants. He, he's out of pocket and out of line. There's a difference. This is classes off type of conversation now. <laughs> I can't see your face, but that's okay. Um, no, I mean he's real. He's he's amazing. Um, I'm just trying to get through this. You no, know, Biden said a whole lot of racist shit when he was younger. Okay, Trudeau did blackface twice, and he's still in office. Yeah, that's true. I do believe people change. I just wanted to say that for some reason. <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, he. Like that dude uh, who got, uh, he took a picture. I don't know, he, uh, he was he was in Congress. Uh, he was a white guy. I don't even know if he was white, actually. But he had worked, Al Franken, you know Al Franken? Yeah. So they kicked him out of office because a picture of him pretending to touch a, a woman's breast on an airplane while she was asleep went viral. Do you know about this story? No, I don't. So that's why he got kicked out of office. Good. Fucking keep your hands on your knees and no one no, else's. You don't, you know. Dude, so didn't ima- actually do it. So, it doesn't matter, but if so you're portraying that you're gonna do it, what makes anything different that you're not gonna actually do it? Do you right? know? Do you know when you like if you like you take you take a picture with a friend, right? And then let's say the friend is standing like this, and you're drunk, and you go down there and open. You take a picture if you kneel and open in your mouth like he's gonna like. That's your friend. You know that person. But how do we say we didn't know they work together on the same private plane? It's like a military plane that only carries four people. Going across from Afghanistan or something. But I think you need to, you you're... need to, you need to research the story. But the the, the difference is this motherfucker. He's, right he's a he's a uh, he's a gay uh, congressman. Yeah. Like one of the first. He does a lot of shit for the LGBT community as far and minorities. And they. What's that? What's that word that the young people are using when you the opposite of when you uh, cancel cancel culture cancel culture canceled him, got him kicked out of office. Just because of that one picture. Well, this is a thing. People. Do you think that was right? I don't think it's right. I don't think it's wrong either. I think that when you are in a position of any power, people are going to scrutinize everything that you do with such microscopic levels that you need to be consciously aware of your actions, that you set the tone for what you want to portray or that what you have been known for. Especially Do, how up Should you- everyone take that to heart? Fuck no. I would have laughed at that photo. However, I can see the other perspective of like, that is inappropriate. This person is unconscious. They are not allowed to have an opinion or a say. And this is what's being like shown. That's obviously not a good look. But you also but know right But taking from that like so like to the extreme is unfair that they cannot like explain themselves in further detail because like you're saying you're you're telling a situation without facts right now so you're you don't know like you said if this was 
a girl that did she care about it or not like that he works yeah. with like we don't know the whole situation nobody will ever know the whole situation other than those two people so do I think that's everyone's business absolutely not but I think that you are in a position of power that you need to be a little bit more conscious about your actions that it could be the motherfucker is human you don't have human mistakes I agree but I'm saying do you think they should ruin his society should ruin his life just because of that one absolutely but then the same argument could be asked like oh just because Donald Trump said this or that like are we gonna feel some type of way you know what I mean like it's a double standard for a lot of shit like Either. This isn't the first time he's done something. It says no. the radio host groped the forcibly kissed by now Senator Al Frank- Franken during the 2006 USO show. Says now infamous photo of the Democrats' hands on her breasts while she slept wasn't meant as a joke. It was an in-your-face parting shot after nearly two weeks of being belittled and humiliated. So he's a petty-ass stupid motherfucker. What a website is that? I'll source it. See, I didn't, I didn't know. I don't know all this. I didn't. Daily I just mail. went off of Bill Maher. Bill Maher show. He, he he was talking about this shit. You know what Bill Maher is? Also, yeah, you? and you know that Bill Maher <laughs> has also been persecuted so many different ways yes, from Sunday yes. about being a shitty human being. So yeah, that's that. what I'm saying. It's like we project so much shit on other people without anyone fully knowing the facts. You know, and people be like, but I heard it from the... You know, fucking scholarly journal X, Y, and Z. Like, good. Like, cool. Like, it still doesn't matter. That's your opinion. Like, I'm not going to say that everybody's actions should be taken to heart, nor should I say that they should be neglected in any way, shape, or form. But we, by talking about this, are creating more of a problem than we are solving anything. When just, like, I don't know. For certain shit like that, it's like you're making a uh, a mountain out of a molehole in a lot of ways. But also, where you're at that level and how hard you... That's what I'm saying. He needs to be held accountable for his actions in terms of him, maybe if he's wrongly uh, persecuted, is unfair, but you in that position take that ownership and responsibility for your actions that they can be blown totally out of context, that you have to be aware that you need to be careful about what you're portraying. I don't think that that's being unreasonable. That's just fucking facts. All right, uh, Lori... Oh god! What type of woman do you like? Lipstick lesbians. I like that. What is a lipstick lesbian? Lipstick lesbian's a femme girl. Um, I like that edgy vibe, like leather jacket, wearing all black. Do you like to turn out women, like women who've never been with a woman before? Absolutely not. I'm not here to teach, and I'm not here to coach. Okay. Have you ever been with a woman who's never been with a woman? Yeah, and it's annoying and boring. Is it like? I just. Is it like fuck? Is it like how men? consider fucking a virgin like I don't know I've never fucked well, a virgin in that aspect a lot of men hate it because the sex is horrible it's not that the and sex is horrible because they feel like oh it's that pride they want to be the first to say they're the first but anyway I mean I'm not here looking uh, for like a trophy I don't give a shit about the trophy um, however I just I prefer someone who knows that they're a lesbian. Um, I prefer someone, yeah, who's just a femme, edgy. I like that all black vibe. So you're a dominant. You're in dominant type. You like to dominate to be the dominator in the relationship. Dom and submissive. Like it. It doesn't matter to me. I prefer to be equals in both aspects. 
I'm very like neutral. I like to be. I used to be very uptight and a dickhead and an asshole. But you know what? I've like learned, and it takes losing someone very special and close to you to just be like relax, kind of be like. Who did you lose? Someone that I wanted to marry. Oh, we talked about her, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You got a lot of history with this guy. Yeah, three and a half years. Um, I broke my foot. You don't miss her? Absolutely. Do you still talk to her? Nope. Why not? There's just no communication. How did it end? How'd the communication end? No, how did your relationship with her end? Um, Me just kind of being an asshole because I broke my foot. So, you know, being on opioids kills your sex drive. Um, I was used to making dinner for us, making breakfast, you know, going to work, being able to help provide and be that other, like, half of income that was coming in. So she got mad at you because you couldn't do all that anymore? No, I just feel like it was a lot of... No, absolutely not. I feel like it was a lot of stress and then me just kind of being an asshole and getting frustrated that I couldn't do the things that I wanted to, that I washed out, and that was my fault 100%. So you were an asshole to her? Yeah. Like, yelling at her, being verbally abusive? No, not verbally abusive. Just kind of getting frustrated over the little things and having a short fuse, and that's 100% something that I was dealing with, and... You know, after we broke up, I did go to Greece for a month, and I learned a lot. And I got to just kind of figure my shit out and who I wanted to be. And that was maybe the the break that I definitely needed. And, you know, I feel like I've done a 180 since then. I feel like I'm a completely different person than who I used to be. Were and you I'm so still happy. in the relationship when you were in Greece? No. Oh. So you guys were broken up when you went on this? Absolutely. She was supposed to come with me, and I was going to propose. Oh, really? Yeah, the ring and all that? I was getting it there because she wanted an emerald green um, emerald green stone. So there are a lot of places out there that had like clean stones that looked a lot nicer. What'd than you we do with her ticket? Here. Like you got a refund or some shit? Uh, no. You took someone else? No, I I went with my family. Yeah. So my family uh, bought her ticket just to go. Yeah. Right. So there's that. It was it was <laughs> it was so awesome. <laughs> it was great. So when if a person asks you. Name the relationship that basically had the most effect on your life. That would be the girl that you would name? Absolutely. Kat, what about you? I don't know. I've had a lot of profound relationships. I've been pretty lucky. Okay, well, tell me the. Did you listen to my question? I can't give you a straight answer. It's like, sure, my ex-husband would be the normal thing that you would gravitate towards because I've experienced what it was like building a foundation with someone from the ground up, being in a committed relationship legally, financially, all that shit. But I've had relationships with men that I've never even been in a committed relationship with that still provoked me in ways that are super beneficial to me. So you know one person, whether it's a man or a female, no matter the time frame, no one person stands out to you when I ask that question? Not more than anybody else, in my opinion. Have because you ever I, been in I love? learned from every single person. Yes, I have. Have you really been in love? What's yes. your definition of love? Definition of love is unconditional love. No matter time nor space, nor good or bad, you still care on a deep level. That, to me, is love. Doesn't matter. Forgiveness is forgiveness. Reconciliation. Yeah, I'm not talking about forgiveness. I'm talking about love. But forgiveness comes with love. Like you have to be able to break down 
all your barriers. You're not going to gonna be really so forgive vulnerable. someone that you don't love and care about. That's what I'm saying. It's like, but people will say they forgive someone, but that ain't bullshit. I'm not talking about people. I'm asking you specifically. For you. me personally, yes. yes, I have been in love. Would you die for that person that you were in love with at the time? At this moment, absolutely. Meanwhile, I'm over here like now or when at you this were moment in love? now. So Even you still so, love them? Because that's true unconditional love. So who is this person? Oh, he don't even know about that. Just a guy? Yeah. How can you be truly in love with someone that you would die for him if he doesn't reciprocate the same emotion towards you? Doesn't matter. Because it's love is what I feel so you in can my fall in some. you can fall in love with someone that deep without them not, not loving you? I don't feel like... I don't, how? How? How is that possible? It just it's Because in order to fall in love with someone, they have to be... Like, they have to reciprocate is what everyone says. And yeah, I, think, I think that's a known fact, isn't it? Hey, love is weird. Love is you can fall Oh, love is fucking bonkers. Like shit, but you love him anyway. And that's something I broke down a lot this past year is like understanding like, hey, what's healthy, what is not healthy, what's codependent, toxicity, different things. And at the core it's like I genuinely care about this person in levels that still elude me but that I only want the best interest for that person. I want them, all their hopes and dreams to come true, whether they're with me or not with me. I don't care. That and this doesn't is the matter. guy that you dated? I wouldn't even say dated. Or was he like one of your best friends growing up? This is just someone that we had a situation with. Not How a situation. You know situation? Situation with, yeah. How long have you known him? Not long. What is not long? How specifically? When I ask you questions, I want you to answer me. How long have you known him? I think in the grand total scheme of things, when was May? May was a long time ago, like eight months ago or some shit. Right? May no. 2019. Yeah. June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Seven months. I'm too fucked up to do math. Seven so months. Seven months. Seven months ago. You known this person for seven months total. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I mean, I, I said, I'm just trying to get the facts. That's facts. So you but I've had other relationships where I okay, was... Okay, but you said this guy specifically is the one yeah, you... Yeah, that's true, so. the person that I think of when I understand what unconditional love is. And you no matter what. say his name? No. Does he know matter. that you feel this way? Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Is this a guy that you want to be with, but he's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good? I don't care what happens because that's when I, I didn't ask you that. Is this a guy that you want to be with, but Doesn't he's like, matter. no? No. It doesn't matter. Do you want to be with him? In a relationship? If, if I could want something, sure. But it is not up to me to if want If he that. asked you to, oh, I want to be your boyfriend, if would you, what would you say? We are equally able to give and take. <laughs> are you a situation. fucking politician? I'm not a politician. If he specifically asked you, I want to be your boyfriend, I want to be in a relationship, Actions what would you say? Actions speak louder than words. Show me. Okay. So that would be your answer? Show me? Show or me. Or would you be, No. Yes. I won't say yes and I won't say no. Show me. That's the person I am. Period. And Lori, have you ever been in love? Yeah. Well, first of all, what's your is your definition di different from hers? Not really. Um, but I have been in love. Multiple times? <laughs> I think in love once, the idea of being in love twice. Where I look back and I was like, that's not really what love was. Because if that was love, there'd be a different outcome. All right, so you base the definition. I've been in love once. You base the definition of love off that one girl that you were in love with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I base it. I mean, it, it it checked off every box. It it hit every spot that it needed to hit, and that was definitely love. Yeah. 
100 percent do you want to talk about do you want to talk about these boxes and checks that i mean you know you have the love languages um definitely words of affirmation comfort um you know just being there emotionally physically mentally like if someone is willing to you know take down their wall to be there for you mm -hmm. but also want to grow with you i think that's super important and i think that's really hard to come by now and so, it's a shame how long were you with this girl that you were three and a half years is this the college girl no absolutely not oh this is a totally different one yeah totally different one met on tinder supposed to be just hookups and then oh, of course whoopsie but it's all good met on tinder and you ended up being together for three and a half years yeah and why did it end you just got bored no uh it ended up because it ended because i was just an asshole because i was just is this the one that you were laying on the street with the boot no there's so many I'm not <laughs> what do you mean it's, I'm it's to still find, the you same you talked about like 20 girls within this two yeah there's a lot of series. girls that I've been with uh, the one person that stands out is my ex but that's not the girl that you were like a dope that you're talking about love right yeah it is same oh, person yeah. that's the and only person the I've been in love with okay and that's the one that you moved out here for no, you're no. you're not even. Do I need to draw you a diagram right now, man? <laughs> you're not even on the same wavelength. I guess you need to find me a fucking family tree or some shit. Yeah, that's right, anyway. what's gonna need to happen. All right, so yeah, and you guys broke up with three and a half years because you were an asshole. Yeah. Is were you an asshole because you were scared of it becoming more serious than what no, it was? No, honestly, like that was as weird as it sounds. I was ready for it. I was ready to take that next step. So why were you an asshole? I was an asshole because I broke my foot and I couldn't do as much for her as I used to be able so to do. So after your foot got healed, did you try to get back with her? No, not really. I mean, I tr I tried for a brief second, but that was when like things were still fresh. But her mind was made up, and when your mind's made up, you just have to let them go. Mm. It's, mm, it's no point in fighting over something because it's just like less of a turn-on. So it's just kind of better to just back up and walk away and just hope that they're doing well all the time and not be that same asshole. All right, so we're going to have another pause in this conversation. I got to piss again. You got to use the bathroom? You good? No, I want to take a cigarette it. break. Yeah. Cigarette break. Just can we stop it and then come no, back? we can't stop. We're live. We got to keep rolling. Can I, can I play music while we take a quick cigarette break? What are you going to play? I don't oh, have copyright to none of this shit. Play a speech or something. Go to YouTube and play uh, non-copyright music and then play perfect, something. Perfect, perfect, done. <laughs> <laughs> non-copyright Just type in non-copyright music. Just be like some weird orchestra playing. And then play whatever. Okay, I'll, I'll be right back. But yo, let me piss first because someone has to watch all this shit. I'll okay. be right back.
turn it up. Turn it up. All right, we're back. We're back, everybody. Hello, hello. Yeah, we had to take a. Welcome to the three-hour podcast. <laughs> we had to take a ghetto-ass fucking pause. <laughs> We've been here so long that uh, the visuals are cut off now. We're not doing any more visuals, but the audio's <laughs> the audio's still audio rolling. Audio's still working. Audio's still rolling. But we're waiting for Lori. <laughs> She's smoking and shit. So, oh, you gotta go soon, right? Yeah. When is your? It technically started. I thought it was five thirty. It started at five, but it it's okay. It's five. five to nine, so I don't even think. Oh, Momo's five to on nine. It. Yeah. He has. A, he's going to be performing that whole time, or there's other so, people. No, I think that's other people in the showcase. Okay. So when does he come on? I don't know. That's the only Did downfall. You text him. I don't have his number to text him. It's my dance teacher. Yeah. Tell the people who you're talking about. My friend Momo Lebo. He is the shit. If you ever want to take a crackin' ass hip hop dance class, he teaches body work on Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And I think he does one other class as well. But he's the shit. He also bartends at the Avenue on Saturday nights, sometimes Friday nights. He is the man. And he's an excellent dancer. He's taught me to come into my own, bring out my femininity, rock it. He sees you how to be sexy again? He's bringing my sexy back, yeah. Your sexy back, okay. You can learn that through dance? Well, it's just like I've always been that person, but that person got hidden for a while, and he just helped me in refining that person. Do you think it was hidden because I you're so used to being like the dominant one, like the, me- no, like the male wasn't of the... No, it It was just that I was cut off to emotions. I think emotions are super important and real. However, there's things where you can be overly emotional, so it's about an equal balance, you know? Finding what suits you, what does not suit you, and realizing how to get back in alignment. I fully believe in that. Okay. Well, welcome back. Welcome back, Lori. Thank you. Sorry, I had to take a little break. Smoke break. What uh, cigarettes do you smoke? Camel filters if we're, they're... We're jumping all over the place. Camel filters if they're around, but... I now only smoke when I drink. <laughs> I'm like 90% done with it. During the week, I don't do it, but you know. Do you drink a lot? No, not as much as I used to. I don't feel that I need to, but whiskey, man. Whiskey makes me want to drink. I mean, whiskey makes me want to smoke and drink more. Do you... Well, obviously, you drink more than you smoke, right? Mm-hmm. What type of drunk are you? Are you a... Do you get more flirtatious or do you get are you an angry drunk? No, I think I'm just like a relaxed, chill, like wanna vibe with like good company type of drunk. Okay. I don't think I've ever been an angry drunk, thank God. <laughs> I'd probably lose a lot of awesome people in my life if I was just an angry drunk. <laughs> been around angry drunks. I've had to uh, babysit a lot of drunks. Uh, Normally the one that's gotta put them to bed. Okay. And then I put him to bed and I'm like, all right, I'm going back to the bar. I've done that before, several times actually, where I'm like, oh, you look comfy. All right, tucked you in. And then I get a text like an hour later, where'd you go? I'm like, I went back to the bar. I'm not drunk yet. (laughs) (laughs) 
What drug do you do on a continuous basis? There's no drug I do on a continuous basis, but I mean, I will, if I'm fucking bored or something, I'll do cocaine. What drugs have you tried in life? Molly, MDMA, shrooms, which I do not like at all. They're disgusting. Um, sorry if anybody else does, out there does them, but I like and them. then cocaine. That's really it. So cocaine is your favorite? Yeah, because it's like down to have fun, constant party. What does it make know. you feel like? Does it make you stay up or what? Yeah, it makes me stay up. Makes me just like more aware, more focused. What? A, I can't ask you questions because this isn't about you. What kind of <laughs> drugs do you like? Yeah, no one asked me questions on this. I yeah, mean, Kate. I like more psychological things. So what have I you like tried? shrooms. What? I like acid. I like DMT. I like things that are gonna like set me free. I feel like I'd be trapped if I tried acid. <laughs> no, acid's dope. trapped. Yeah, anything that lasts more than like 20, 30 minutes, I'm like, uh, we're in this. It's happening. But it's a psychological thing. You're only you only believe you are trapped when in reality you're not. Okay, that it's like a mind fuck right there. Yeah, it is. You believe you're trapped when you're not, but only when you're not. I don't even we, know what I just ego said. Our right? these <laughs> entrapments that are not real. This is acid we're talking about. Anything that psychologically induces you to a different state of being is considered a what drug. drug. Uh, what drug do you like to be on when you fuck? When I fuck, I mean, Molly's great, but... Why I heard it, it doesn't make sex great after you do it. Well, no, then it means that sex has to be that fucking sick every time after. But I've never thought about it like that way. So I can have so great sex So why is Molly good it. when you're on Molly? Because people just lose inhibitions. You no longer are in your headspace. You are feeling. That's your serotonin is depleted. So it's like But not in the same like way. It's, it's, it's weird for everybody else, though. It's like everyone has different chemical receptors in their brain. So, for instance, the people that like downers are generally deprived of... Like intimacy, like vulnerability, uh, they have mad guards and walls up and cannot let loose. And there's so much in their mind that they create anxious thoughts and state of beings. Therefore, they don't know how to let go, that they really like being in that downer ass fucking shit. So their trick is like opioids. Like, so people that like, like. Uh, yeah, 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 you're getting. You, what? You always veer off to something else. I just gave you facts, my friend. So when You're you, just not even receptive to what the fuck I'm saying. When you have sex on Molly, how does it make? How is it different from when you're not on Molly? Because I just let loose on it. It doesn't affect me on other people where they. What do you mean? What, what do you mean let loose? You're able. You're willing it to try down better any things. Any barriers that I have, and I'm in the moment. So something that you would be like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. When you're not on Molly, when no, you're on Molly, you would it's try. It's not about what I would do or wouldn't do. It's about that anything that I created a blockage on no longer exists. That I'm more willing to be my true, authentic self where I may have taken longer to do it. Like, I'm a person, I'm always about being, however. So with all these I fucking will, note passes. Yeah, I can't say some things. You can say whatever the fuck you want on here. Not on here. Yeah. Let like, me read what it. the fuck? Let me read it. Can I read it? Yeah, don't read it out loud, please. The bottom part. 
Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, whoa. Yep. I was wondering, I was like, what the fuck are you looking like that? Right? Exactly. You'll see when, yeah. I was just like, dude, don't walk into my bar. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> don't. This Should is we my invite th- him on? Absolutely not. No? Bad, Absolutely bad not. Energy? Ye- well, just bad energy in general, this individual is. Motherfucker like did look angry when he walked in. What? Said he did look angry as fuck when he walked in. Yeah, and you know what? Get, get the hell out of here. You're not welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Four hour long podcast Why drugs make you feel the way that you do having sex. Okay, well, you answered your drug of choice is Molly. Lori, what's yours? Coke. If I want to do it. So coke is a drug that you like to be on when you're about to fuck. No, I... That's the question. Oh, uh, no, I like to be sober. Oh, you like to be sober? Yeah. Okay. Why is that? I feel like... I mean, I've tried to fuck on drugs, and I just don't feel like I'm there. Mm. I don't feel like I'm in it. Have you ever blacked out before? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Woke up next to someone and you're like, oh shit, how the fuck would happen? Yup. And I'm like, well, this is my cue. And you got your runaway pile, which is like, you know, you take off your clothes, you fold your pants, put them on top of your shoes, your shirt. That way you can just wake up in the middle of the night and be like, I got to go to the bathroom. You get dressed and then you're out. All right. Hope that Uber shows up on time before they wake up. Mm. And how many of those situations have you been in? Three. <laughs> All right, Kate. Have you ever blacked up before? Oh my god, yes. She's like, uh, that's my middle name. <laughs> it's not my middle name, but many a time. But I think were you like scared when? You, was there been a time when you were like scared? Oh, like shit! What the fuck did I just do last no. night? You ever woke up with like dildo in your mouth, <laughs> a, butt, a butt plug in your butt, and a guy next to you, fat no, ass, six hundred pound guy? My subconscious is really good when I black out. I will brush my teeth, properly get into my pajamas, and end up in bed. No, ask when you all black my out. Ask all. First of all, when homies. you black out, that's the whole point of blacking out. You don't remember what the fuck you did. But it's my There's subconscious out. that fucking deep. Brown. I will. Brown I don't remember not what I there. say or what I do, but I will. But you always know that you brush your goddamn teeth. teeth get the fuck out of you, on. Ask well, all I put my, my pajamas friends. on before I got gang raped. What? Oh, not, not gang raped. Gang banged. No, that's always consensual. Yes. I'm always cognizant for that. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to make sure I brush my yeah, teeth. every time. Like, no matter like what happens, work. I need to have fresh breath. I can breath. stumble through the door, make sure I lock my door. So, obviously, you use other men's or women's toothbrushes. That's what you're saying? No, I go You walk home. around with a goddamn toothbrush? I do, actually, in my normal day-to-day bag, but I always go home, and I will always brush my teeth, put my pajamas on, and tuck myself into bed. I might wake up with a piece of Lori bread in my bed. A piece of what? A piece of bread in my bed, but I'll still be in, in my the bed. graveyard of Taco Bell. <laughs> piece Rappers of bread. Is everywhere. that a hint or something? Because we do have bread. <laughs> we have a lot of bread right now. It's good bread. It's pretty good. What, I think that was what, what you guys got. Cake. <laughs> trying to throw a little shot at me or something. What? Nothing. Um, who's texting you right now? My girlfriend. Oh, damn. I let her know what was going on and the situation ahead. Well, she is jealous, huh? 
No, no, no. I just let her know uh, what I was showing you guys. Is she coming here or something? Hopefully to save me. <laughs> <laughs> Did Probably you invite not. her over here? Well, she goes, are you done? And I said, no, we're not done. We're still going. Did you tell her we're at the avenue? And what mm -hmm. did she say? She said, She's I'm fine with way. it. She knows where to always find me, and it's at this place. Mm -hmm. All right. So... This is my happy place. This is my safe place here at the Avenue. So have you, I know you're, this is Laura we're talking about. I know you are 100% lesbian. Lesbian. Have you ever recently seen a man that you were like, oh, I think he's kind of cute. Absolutely. And we're, like, and we're like, took him back like, oh shit, I probably will fuck this guy right now. Uh, fucking no. Um, but to see see somebody of the opposite sex and be like, yeah, you're super attractive. I have no problem telling a gentleman that they what are attractive. What type of guys do you find attractive? Mm. Style-wise. Style-wise, I would say well-kept. I'd say preppy, but also maybe like a little edgy and stuff like that. Again, I don't know. I just recently started getting into like wearing all black and I used to be the type that would be like polo, pop you're collar. Like John Travolta on Greece. <laughs> At the end of the movie, <laughs> when they were sure. all in black, you're like, oh damn. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, you had the Letterman sweater on. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't know. We'll just, yeah, no, not the Letterman sweater. On. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just. It's all black. That's I like your... all black. I like wearing all like people who wear all black. I like wearing all black now. Um, I mean, what really attracts yeah, me to people? She has on oh, all yeah. green, everybody. Yeah, what really, that is that person. Uh, what really attracts me to people is um, just who they are. Intellectual conversation. Oh, yeah, but I mean, that's conversation. That's later. I'm talking about, like, literally, someone walks in the building and you look at them. It's all about physical attraction at first, is it not? And that's what brings, the pe that what brings people together. I mean, there's always an initial response to anything. Therefore, we all have an inkling towards a certain person but it could be like someone that you're not that's even okay. normally attracted to but you're, for whatever reason you're just drawn to them you're like that's that person alright cool mm -hmm. like for me I don't have like a stereotypical type like everyone I've ever fucked or dated looks so different from the rest of them okay so you don't have a specific like oh I like guys who Six I mean, I think everyone has, like, preferences. Of course. What girl doesn't like a hard body? What do you like about black men? I mean, all the black men that I've dated and the last guy that I was in cahoots with, cahoots. for him, it was his confidence that I was like, all right, you're somebody, all right. Yeah. He had good confidence. And he had a hard body, too, not going to lie. So. Do you think me and you will ever have sex? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Never. Never. Because I'm a loyal ass bitch and I don't shit where my other friends are shat. Wait, first of all, who's your friend that shat it when you shat it? You, I live with her. <laughs> we are friends. Absolutely. You don't think a man and a woman could be friends without sex, having sex? Wholeheartedly, but I know that you have had cahoots, therefore I would never shit where my friend is shat. Ever. And if you, if I didn't know your friend, what would you say? To be honest, you're not my type physically. And first what, what is it about me that's not your type? 
I don't know. It's a vibe. It's, it's a, a vibe. vibe thing. What's the vibe? Not that you're not a bad guy or anything. It's just oh, yeah. I don't think that I would connect with you on the level, and I think it it's the feeling is very mutual. I don't think there's anything. I can connect with anybody. Huh? I can connect with anyone. Yeah, but I don't think even you looking at me, I don't think you would ever connect with me on that level. That that would not, I would not be your person. So you don't, you don't think I'm attract? I would be attracted to you. That's what you're saying. You're attracted to me, but you don't think I I'm would not be attracted. attracted to you, and I don't think that you're attracted to me. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. <laughs> well, anyways, I'm about guarantees. I'm not what gonna. Is a fuck guarantee. What the fuck? A person Being that pleased? I know. No, I just. You don't think I could please you? No, it's not about anyone's capabilities. I just think that if you. Don't ruin my either connect man. with there's, someone or you don't connect with someone. Thousands of people listen to this and they'll be like, oh, Jordan cannot please a woman. Don't say that. Then that sounds them like all. an insecurity and a personal problem. I'm joking. That was a joke. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> all right. What other wild questions do you have for us? to round out this four-hour interview. Well, it's not four hours. It's We're four hours. three hours, actually. I'm not mad. We got whiskey in my system. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll be talking in cursive before the night's over. Let's talk about... Know, what, do you, what do you want? Do you, you have anything to promote? I mean, it's all about sexuality. So what other sexual avenues have we not hit? I think we hit everything. Did we not? You're the what avenues have we not hit? Um, we've hit quite a bit. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Like, do you have any things that you're working on? Do you want to shout out any company or whatever? <laughs> no, we don't do that. <laughs> you mm. want to shout out any friends? You know, I, I'm, I'm the number one podcast in the Bay Area, so a lot of people are going to... Are you really? Yeah. I'm, Dude, uh, that's fucking dope. A lot of people I'm super are, rad that I got to be on here. A lot of people are going to hear this. Cool. Um, don't have anybody personally... Like, I mean, well, other than my girlfriend. Shout out to Erica. What's her uh, Instagram? For? Her Instagram. Let me look it up. You don't know it by heart? Don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> she unfollowed me. She unfollowed what? me on Instagram, right? Oh, and yeah, then, yeah. Let's talk about that. That brings yeah, up Yeah, there you go. Story. There you go. Okay. Do you think if you're if you're with someone, right, Kate, Lori, would you get mad at your, your partner liking another person's picture all the time? No. No. No? My no. girlfriend got mad at me. You want to care about that? I don't give a shit. Okay, that's good. Dude, you're still going to be in bed with me at but the end of the night. But would you care, does it matter on the type of picture? Like, what if he was liking your friend's picture? All no. in. Maybe she had 100 pictures, right? And only 20 of them were in her bathing suit. And But he liked, or he or she liked, all 20 of those pictures in her bathing suit, but nothing else. I'm a would package you deal. you got to like my friends if you want to like me. So. so you wouldn't give a fuck? No. You wouldn't be like, oh, do you is- think this girl's attractive? Do you want to fuck with her? I mean, I'd like to think I only keep beautiful people around me, so if you don't feel some type of way about my friends... Yes, but there's a difference between feeling some type of way and then acting on... Actions speak louder than words. If you're yeah. acting So his action, salty. he's liking every but bikini the thing picture is like, that she has. Us scrolling on fucking social media is like nothing. That's like no right. brain turned on. That's but if you're texting my homegirl consistently and confiding in my homegirl behind my back... 
without being honest, like, hey, I just talked to such and such today, and I talked to her about X, Y, and Z, and you didn't tell me, like, yeah, that wouldn't make me feel some type of way. But if you're, like, good friends with my homegirl, texting her, like, normal shit that I already knew about, by all means, do that. If you're liking my friend's photos, I don't give a shit. I have nothing to feel threatened about. I give people as much rope to either hang themselves with or to pull themselves back in with. You cannot phase me in the grand scheme of my life. And that's just the way I keep my shit. Because I'm going to keep doing me regardless if you're there or not. or not, yeah. Lori, you seem like you'll get mad, though. I can get irritated, absolutely. But my girlfriend got mad at me last year. For Christmas, I bought myself... I don't even know why I'm saying this. I bought myself a calendar of a naked redhead. And... Yeah. Naked redheads. Yeah, she's a model out of England. Oh, her name is Naked Redhead? No, her, I'm there's not going to give you her name. There's a calendar full of just random Naked Redhead girls? No, it's just her, and she is a Naked Redhead. This is famous, a famous chick? She's famous on Instagram. What's her name? Uh, let me, let me, let me get it for you. <laughs> See, I haven't redhead. liked a lot of pictures because I've been in deep shit lately. Oh, shit. Um, See, that's shit, like, I cannot I do. Stand, I can't That's I why I That's cannot do why jealousy. I cannot do possessiveness. It's okay. If you, pro- like, possess any of those traits, I'm not feeling it. And I will exactly. sniff that shit out in two seconds, and I'm like, no. Because I would never do that shit to the other person, ever. That's I good. trust you that much, like... Don't make me not trust you. But it's like, I'll cut you before you cut me in that sense of, like, you're projecting your insecurities on me. I'm going to be like, hell no. Step off. Yeah. I'm Lawyer, trying to find. We're waiting on you. Like, I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to find. Time is ticking. You're live right Ginger, now. Ginger, calendar, right? Just go to the shit that you like. Like, go to your history. All right, let me see if I can find something over here. While you, while you find it, I'm going to go piss real quick. When I drink beer, it fucking makes me piss. Yeah, it makes everyone piss. YSL. Yeah. <laughs> YSL is phenomenal. So is Tom Ford Ombre Leather. Cool. Dude, I have to go back hella far to find this girl. Why? But she hasn't posted anything in a while. Oh, look at this. <laughs> I love that girl. It's the second video. I'm gonna do a lot. Alright, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. What up, what up? some real ghetto shit because we keep taking breaks but I don't give a fuck if anyone knows this podcast we don't edit shit so what you hear is what you get off top <laughs> I ain't mad alright so like I said we're in the avenue it's starting to pick up 
since we're in the avenue, let's talk about avenue stories. Uh, all three, all three of us have been here multiple times. Yeah. Lori, give me a crazy avenue story. Leave my roommate out of it, and we're all good. <laughs> no one yeah, knows who the fuck your roommate is. <laughs> no one knows who your roommate is. No, no, wait, 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 no, 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 first of all, don't give rules on Everyday Celebrity Podcast. This is a no judgment, free speech. But also, that's podcast. not going to be a story that I'm not going to bring up. <laughs> Well, what story is this? Don't matter, bro. You were here that, that night. That's a boy. That's a weak story. I okay, exactly. That's why I was like, I'm not even gonna give that story. That's what you were talking about. One, no, I'm saying, don't talk about my roommate. She ain't here to defend herself. Correct. Oh Which I'm is talking, also like, I'm, I'm not that type her, of person. You know, Lori, I'm not that type of person. Lori, give tail. me Kate. Eat your bread. You're making me out on the number one Bay Area podcast to be an asshole to air out your roommate shit, and you know First I'm not all, that no type one knows of person. Who the fuck is, since we keep talking about the roommate, now we're gonna talk about her. Her name? What? You wanna? You wanna shout her out? No. Her name is Takate. <laughs> she tastes great. All right, whatever. All right, so Lori, give me one crazy Avenue night. Give me a story. Ooh, there's been so many crazy Avenue nights. I mean. wonky people that come in here at times a lot of um i've seen a lot of fights here over just some stupid shit seen a lot of arguments and i just kind of go run and hide or go outside and smoke a cigarette because that's that's a safer spot to just do that and then you don't get involved and you can't get yelled at um, if you like boiled hot dogs they have boiled hot dogs oh, on i love Mondays. boiled hot dogs nasty what do you, you mean? If you, you don't like poor, boiled hot dogs? If you, if and you, macaroni and cheese, I like boiled hot dogs. If you grew up poor, you know about boiled hot dogs. I didn't grow up poor. I did, and that's I, why I, I resent poor. them. I My love, dad would only make boiled hot dogs. I fucking love uh, boiled hot dogs. Hold on, wait. I, uh, I didn't... We're doing a live podcast. Yeah. Would you like to do And he just... <laughs> yeah. This is live. Come in. Come oh my god. All right, let's do it. Free spirit. Right, we're in the bar. You want to? Bring her. All right, so. Come on in. Wait a minute. Let me introduce you. So we're, we're in a bar, and then this is a random guest that's coming on. Let me introduce myself. My name is Jordan. I have the number one podcast in the Bay Area. Cool. And what is your name? Pamela. Pamela. This is a random woman that we just literally just met in the bar. Pamela, what's your background? My background, well... Uh, Where are you from? Um, Palo Alto. Uh, I was born and raised in Palo Alto, middle of five. Big Irish Catholic family. Uh, oh, damn. A lot of drinking. I feel sorry. Catholic? Used to that. Yeah. Drinking in the Catholic community? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, as, as soon as you were tall enough to reach the bar, uh, you were taught how to make a drink. Oh, and that my father, we had um, phone in, two phones in the bar and one phone upstairs and another extension downstairs. So if the phone rang in the bar, you'd go, you know, you're one of five kids. You'd go and answer the phone, hoping it was for you. And um, it would often be, this is God. Send up a bourbon and soda. That was my father. That was your father. <laughs> wow. So your dad was an alcoholic? We wasn't an alcoholic. No? No. We're Irish. We're Irish on both sides. My grandfather was a bootlegger. 
Okay. In Newport, Rhode Island. Was his name Jack Daniels? No, his wasn't name wasn't Jack Daniels. <laughs> his maker mark. But he, he had yeah, he had Fall River South and okay. Joe Kennedy had the north part. What is that? Is that uh Massachusetts. Okay. And that uh, so he was the bootlegger to all of the wealthy people in Newport, Rhode Island, Vanderbilts. Was this like back in the, like the 1920s, the Prohibition days? It was during Prohibition, yeah. Okay, I was like, she yeah. doesn't look that old. She, no, no, she, she's talking about her grandfather, great-grandfather. No, no that's my you grandfather. Your grandfather. You I'm 71, great. yeah. You're 71? I'm 71. Okay. Are you single, married, what? Um, I'm single, but you're supposed to check the box that says divorced. So, happily divorced many years ago. Are you out in the dating scene, or are you just like... Gave up on all that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't feel 71. But, but you know, 30 years ago, you 71 was different. Oh, no, we're, we're hitting, we're hitting, we're bar hopping. You're bar hopping yeah. at 71? At 71, I hope I am yeah. just like we're, you. Well, yeah, we're bar hopping, and then we're going home to imbibe. and that, well, That's what um, keeps you young. And then hit a few martinis, and then... Um, and, we love to cook. So Are you dating dinner. anyone? Do you? No. I get the feeling that I get the vibe that you date younger men. I definitely have dated younger men. In fact, I'll tell you a story. When I was forty-two, it's an exclusive story, right? I I I was dating a twenty-nine-year-old, and um, we were sitting at Krogan's in Montclair, mm-hmm. having a drink, and that, and I mentioned something about you know yeah Kennedy being shot, and he turned to me. Kennedy. This turned, is back in the Kennedy days. And he, and he turned no. 1964. No, no. This is like the early 90s. And he uh, and he said, he said. Don't, uh, don't tell me he said who's Kennedy. No, he said someone shot Ted Kennedy, and I'm like, uh, oh, I was talking about JFK. I'm thinking, okay, I cannot date anybody that doesn't <laughs> doesn't get that reference. So, so when you were dating younger men, do you date them because like the sex is good, or do you just like want to? Like chemistry. Your, chemistry? Sex is about chemistry. We've been telling See? you all night. It's Men and women I know this shit already. I'm asking the questions for it's, people who don't know this shit. Christy, get in here. It's Christy, okay. Christy, get who's in here. Who's Christy? Christy introduced. This is another random person that she's with. Christy. Her name is Christy. I'm Christy. Where are you from, Christy? Are you I'm, guys sisters? <laughs> Chosen sisters. Crazy podcast right here. 20, 30, 30 years, maybe? Well, wait, no, even more. Well, our children went to preschool together. Yeah. Uh, how many children do both of you guys have? I have one, and she's 40. I've got three. You have, th- yeah, you have only have one child? I have one child, yeah. That destroyed my body, so I had to stop. <laughs> Did you have her like late? No, I had her when I was 30, 31. Okay. Is it a mixed child? No, no. Do you date outside your race? No. You don't? No. And I'll Do you have a problem with that? No, God, no. But I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm, I'm not, a, not attracted to 80 percent of men. Don't tell me you're not attracted to. And black I'm men. not. And I'm. And of of the remaining 20 percent, I'm not attracted to. You know, I mean, five percent are not attracted to me. And, You're not attracted and to and black men. And another five percent are 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 you know are gay and you know. <laughs> and that, 
so that that you know that that leaves me this very narrow window of, of yeah <laughs> no cats no cats have you ever been with a have you ever been with a black member I have not and I did have a friend who is black ask me what you haven't yeah, had weird. no black it's expletive like, what do you think is the best thing to eat right now eat eat yeah what food wise yes food wise. Well, my favorite to cook and eat is steak au poivre. Okay, so imagine someone saying, you never ate steak au poivre before? Actually, I did have it in college. Um, I was dating dating a guy in college, and I hadn't had sex, and I hadn't had ever, I was a virgin still, and I hadn't had In college you were a virgin? Oh, yeah, yeah. this was and back that, in the day. And that, well, Catholic. at this point in college. Different types, different times. At this point times. in college. And that, and that, I, you know, and he kept trying to convince me the same way you're doing the same thing. And I said, well, you know, it's like if you've never had chocolate cake, you don't miss it. You don't know. You don't know. And that, and but he said, oh, but sex is so much better than chocolate cake. <laughs> You're missing out on, like, the best thing in life. People better than sex cake. Oh, I is have there? that recipe. I've yeah, my, it. mom, my mom makes it. It's not. It's not better. No, my mom makes it for our birthday. And I'm like, I know the name of this. And she's like, yes, just keep doing what you're doing. I was like, that's not fair. I was like, you can't put a piece of cake in front of me. So have have you ever dated outside your race? No. This is, this is uh, what's your name again? I'm sorry. Chrissy. Chrissy, this is Chrissy talking. Out of choice, you know. Actually, one thing I've always regretted is that I never actually got it on with a blonde. What? I mean, isn't that weird? A blonde man? Blonde man. Yeah. Okay, well, that, yeah. that is weird, actually. Huh? I know. So all my 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 experience has been with Caucasian brunettes. Now tell tell the people your age. How old are you? I'm 64. 64. So were you guys in Oakland during the time of, uh, you know, when the Black Panthers were on the oh, rise? God, yes. Yeah. And when they were feeding the hungry. Mm-hmm. How, how do you? Uh, what, what was life like out here during that time? Period. Well, well, I was to in you. Palo Alto. You were. In- I, I spent most of my years. <laughs> really, there. There was no opportunity for me to meet or date um, black men. Mm-hmm. There were Asians, some, not a lot. I mean, I, I grew up in Walnut Creek most of my, you know, sexually formative years. What would your family think if you were to bring a black man home during those times? I don't know what my family would have said. I went, I what went, do you think they would have said? I went to 12 years of Catholic girls' school, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! <laughs> we know what you were doing, you little minx. <laughs> you little minx. Oh, shit. All right. My family always was very insistent that, that you don't treat anyone different, and there was Mine too. You know, no okay. racism allowed, no this, no that. <laughs> but yet, I. I mean, unfortunately, the experience I had back then with black people was our housekeepers. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds, you know, but that's just this. the truth. And, um, so I don't know. I don't know what to say, but yeah, okay. I, I don't know what they would have done. So <laughs> this isn't this isn't sexuality, but this is on the same the same the same vein mm-hmm. um, so I came home from school you know in my uniform high school 
What high school did you go to? Notre Dame in Belmont. And so I drove home to Palo Alto, walked in to the living room. My mother was entertaining a woman from the South. And that, um, you know, she introduced me and I had to do the small chat. And then my mother said, would you make us two more martinis? And so I went to the bar and I was making two martinis. And Mrs. Bagby, who was black, who was wonderful, the most wonderful woman in the world, who worked for my mom and loved us. And she went into put down some hors d'oeuvres on the table for my mother and her guest and that my mother said thank you Mrs. Bagby and that as, as Mrs. Bagby left the room I was ar- arriving with the martinis and this woman said to my mother Marguerite you never refer to her as Mrs. you just call her Bagby and my mother said I'll call her the Queen of England and then threw the woman out and ended the friendship yeah so, you know, there was a period, I mean, I'm about 99% Irish, and there was a period of time where Irish need not apply, not nearly as discriminated against as African-American black folks. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So we were, we were raised, like you, you know, Martha and Earl, that cleaned the house for black, and Mrs. Bagby was also, and, but... Did your uh, did your parents teach you about sex growing up, or did God, you just no. did and you I, have to learn it on your on your own? Yeah, and I learned it really badly. Explain. I, well, my freshman year in high school, a girl took me aside because I asked her something, and she took me aside and explained sex to me, and it was S and M. <laughs> this is we have an S and M guest on our show. Oh, you do? She's a professional. I thought I, I I thought that was what it was all about. That was about, yeah, yeah. That pushed me back a few years. From that was the first. Ex, that was the first was idea the first of sex conversation about. Uh, I didn't sex. learn about S and M until I was like thirty something. Well, not thirty, but. It's- it's much more than what people automatically perceive it to be. I will well, say that. Well, this was bad information from a peer. Right. And that's usually how it is. It's always like you think negatively about something that you know nothing about. And then when you start realizing what it is, you're like, oh, it's really not what I had initially thought it was going to be like. You know, it's just a different self-expression, a different way of you know, exploring things about yourself that you didn't realize. And if anything, I think it's way more therapeutic than people realize it to be. Well, you know, are you a dominatrix? I have been, but I am not by trade or by uh, preference, per se. All right. I think there's definitely a place for that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. absolutely. Um, a lot of, a lot of what is interesting can be exciting about sex is, is allowing yourself to relax and be you know dominated but in a safe environment absolutely I guess that's the whole thing. and you guys grew up at, uh, during the the whole tell me if I'm wrong but you guys grew up in the Bay Area during the whole like hippie San Francisco days free sex Woodstock oh, yeah. and all that yes and then I and I, was, I went to the University of Denver, and um, so everybody was going to Woodstock. And I said, "Did you go to Woodstock?" I said, "Oh yeah, I'll go." And then they told wait, me, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! You went to Woodstock? No. The original?" Oh, I was about and to say, "Because That's they said we're going to drive across country." I said, "No, no, I'm not driving. We'll fly." 
and then we're going to go to this place that's a big field. I said, what? No hotel? Are you kidding me? I'm not going. Uh, so you weren't a hippie, basically. That's what you're saying? No, I was, I was a preppy who did a lot of drugs. Uh, all right. <laughs> and I was a little young for all that, but... How old were you when Woodstock was happening? Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. Were you living here? In the Bay Area? Yeah. You didn't try to sneak to Woodstock? Oh, heavens no. I had school. (laughs) Were you like sheltered as a young woman? I I was... Or were your parents like, go out in the world and experience life? I was much more sheltered. My mother was very controlling. She... Although I, I was out there... Doing a lot of things that she never knew about. Like rebelling and shit. So you have a Manhattan. What are you sipping on? Gin and tonic. Very nice. And sir, what are you drinking? Looks like a Shirley Temple. Yes, who is this man? Who is this man that you... And he makes the best martinis. Who is this man that you guys have? Are with? Who is this man? It's Christy's husband. Oh, Christy's husband. He said he makes... And and, um, our um, children um, were in Dorsey School together. And that um, we both... Normally, you wouldn't have to say vodka, but I just had to ask... there at like 6 o'clock to get the kids out of... My kid and his two kids out of daycare. Okay. And he would always... No, well, I just... As a bartender, I think that people know what I am asking them. And then they'll be like, no, I wanted... And I always got and I'm like, okay, well, then you just specifically say this or that. Yeah. So that's so that's how I met him, and that's our kids were friends, and our, our, our daughters grew up together. Um, the same age and the same His name is Chris? Pardon me? What's his name again? Christy. No, his name. Jim. 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 Tell Jim to come. I want to ask him the question. Jim. Jim, you're up. Jim, come here. It's your turn, Luke. You're on the hot seat. They're boring with it. <laughs> Jim is on a... All right, so, so this podcast just took a left. And it's... <laughs> what did you say? You know what I'm saying? This podcast just took a left turn. That means, like, yeah. we're going to the unexpected route. But okay. now we, we now we brought in... You're supposed to be talking about sex. Yeah, you? but we're going to take Jim's point of view. What's what's your wife's name again? Christy. Christy. We just brought Christy's wife, husband into the podcast, and we're going to talk about... I don't know if your wife wants to hear about your 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 young wild days as a teenager. Uh, I wasn't too wild as a teenager. No, no. I mean, uh, I heard Jim, you where did you where did you grow up, Jim? I grew up in uh, East Bay, Concord, uh, Alamo area. So you're from California. Yeah, born in San Francisco. Born in San Francisco. Yes, sir. When were you born? 1952. 1952. I'm 67 years old. You're still so young. Are you you're younger than your wife, right? No, 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 no. What was your age again? She's she's sixty. Sixty-four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the same age, basically. Yeah, they're basically the same age. How long have you guys been married? Uh, thirty. Thirty-four years. Thirty-four years. So, and uh, and and I wasn't wild in my younger days because I got married the first time when I was twenty. Twenty. I was twenty when I got married. So. uh, Did you grow up in a religious family? No, no. But uh, I met this woman, and uh, we both knew what we wanted, and we were in love, and. You know, we, we told our parents at the time, you know, you can't tell us that we don't know everything there is to know about. So your parents were against uh, against you getting oh, yeah, married well, initially yeah. at yeah, 20 they, years old? but they were against it, but they, but we did. I mean, we were at the age and it couldn't stop us. Yeah, yeah. What were their reasons for you guys not to get married? We were too young. Too young? Yeah. 
You don't think she was still going to college, and I was kind of going to college. So this was your. (laughs) I'm assuming this is your first wife, or my first wife. Yes, sir. How many times have you been married before? Two two times. Just two times. I would have been married. Just I'm I'm a a monogamous type of guy. So (laughs) you know, I lost her after ten years of marriage. And, Why did uh, you lose her? What do you? She, what do you? She 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 cheated? Uh, she, no 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 no. Uh, she uh, was killed in a car wreck. Oh damn! I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. No, that's all right, man. It's a long okay. time ago. You know, yeah. I can't imagine not being in the life I'm in right now, man. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, it was uh, you know something that happened after ten years, and uh, and this lady here I met uh, not too long after that, and mm. and I already had two kids, and she never had been married, or had any kids, and. Stepped right in and, and you know, shot the club up. Oh, huh? uh, she was. She was. <laughs> people thought she was stupid. Her friends thought she was. Do you guys have kids together? Stupid. Huh? You and, we, and we have one son together. One son together. Yeah, yeah. So we have three of us. So, but she raised the other two. So. Uh, what do your kids do? Uh, my oldest is in the solar industry. Uh, my second, Holly, is married with uh, my one granddaughter. And she's a teacher of the Mount Diablo Unified School District. Special ed. Special ed. Okay. And then my youngest son, Max, the one we had together, he's a lab supervisor at a... Uh, a uh, UC Berkeley? A nursery that uh. clones uh, cannabis for medical marijuana. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. So and they're all in the area. So you get, you get the free shit. Well, he brings the plants over and we make sure because we got we got plenty of plenty of acreage where we live, half acre. So acres. Bring, where do you he, live? He he brings the plants. Walnut Creek. He, well, bring, he, he brings the plants and and, uh, and we we plant and them. He plants them. Yeah. So you got acres in Walnut Creek? Half acre. Oh, half acre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So you guys have been married for thirty plus years. Thirty-four years. Yeah. Give me one. Tell me one thing that keeps, like, how are you guys able to keep together, to be together for 30 plus uh, years? Well, we love each other dearly. That's a big part of it. The kids also. I mean, you can love someone and be bored. Uh, neither one of us could afford the mortgage by ourselves. Uh, <laughs> Keeping it real. Wow. So you're together just because it's a necessity. Uh, and we, uh, you were talking, this, this subject is sexuality. Uh, we still... You guys still get it on? Get it on. Righteously, so. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, That's good. But, but my tip for that is. This is a great tip. Which is. Like, great like, tip. It, it is. It's hard and you're busy in life. You're tired when you get home. You, you know, you're waiting for this special moment that's going to happen and you're going to want to, you know, get intimate together. It's better not to wait. What we do is we schedule it on our calendar. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out. We, we call you it schedule your guys' sex. sex? Yeah, it's called date night. We call it date so night. Like, uh, we you schedule know, it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, say, what's going on this if weekend? We're hey. looking at, oh, look, this weekend we've got this, you know, day that's available to yeah. both of us. Yeah. We put it, we plan on it. Uh huh. And it's actually. The best thing ever because you look forward to it all week long. So how often do you is it a week? Do you guys schedule like once, twice a week? What? Oh well, you know, you remember we're in our sixties. Um, every every couple times a month. A month. A couple times a month. Okay, okay. Sorry, I know you're a young man. You don't get that, but you know. All Maybe right. when we're retired, which is probably going to happen next year. Maybe three times. So how many as how many times this month? Has it already happened this month? 
Or we're, when's the next time? When's the next time on the schedule? I don't know. We're gonna have a schedule, yeah, man. You have a schedule. Probably, probably, probably next weekend. Next weekend. Now, is this like a whole day event where you like prepare? You go out to dinner. You guys dress up. And then, no, no, no. is it like a honeymoon, or are you just like, oh, no, I gotta we, fuck this girl we, at eight? We, we I'm gonna spend go fuck. The whole evening at home together. I know you think this is weird. No, no, we well, want to. We really want to know. Great, because I think a lot of people just can't figure out. I'm gonna be old as fuck soon too. I'm kind of already. Old. And we have our cocktail, and then we enjoy. A oh wait, wait, wait! Is tonight one of the scheduled nights? Because no, you guys no, are out no, drinking. Oh, yeah. I'm the deal breaker. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It would be a little bit. Yeah, someone else. My bad. It's not outside the realm of possibility, but I'll never know they have a very solid door. All right. But Jim's a great mixologist. He makes fabulous cocktails. Not the Bill Cosby cocktails, right? Have you guys ever had a threesome before? Have you guys ever had a threesome before? All three of you guys? Not us guys, no. Oh. But you have? <laughs> Jim, yes. You, you can be true. You can be it could have happened once. Yeah, almost happened once. <laughs> and we know when it was. Oh, shit. We, we can't really. That's why I like talking to old people. <laughs> hey, they have lived real life. Exactly. They, they have years on us. They have done everything that we have done times ten times more. Yeah, and they went... They, Right. See, and this was back does. in the day when the shit was like real. All over the place, yeah. Tell me a crazy story that happened to you in the sixties. Or growing up. Not even in the sixties, but growing up in college. How come I have two microphones? <laughs> crazy story. <laughs> crazy story. Like a wild story. Like Like you went to Mount Everest and had an orgasm or yeah, something. Yeah, you I was Oh, you, oh! So it has to be a sexual. I mean, it's whatever story. you want to. Yes, you it's, can. It's, it's whatever you want to tell me. Um, here, let me share this over here with. Yeah, this them. this is your guys' mind. Uh, God, I, I mean, I, you know, I, okay. This you might think this is stupid, or, but no, it's whatever you want to. All right, so you um, say. so I'm at the University of Denver in a sorority. And one of Do you want to give the sh- a shout out to Sorority? Uh, no, and that. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> and, Stop with the shout outs. No and, shout outs. That's what that, we do here. And this is '67, and that you know many of us like um, smoking weed in yeah. our monogrammed crew neck sweaters and knee socks and tassel loafers. Okay. And that. Uh, and so the standards board in the sorority called this girl up and said, you know, we found marijuana, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going to kick you out of the sorority, whatever it was. And so they came to me because I'm kind of an amiable person. and I was the pledge trainer. That means I was in charge of hazing. And that... Damn, and hazing. That, and that... Um, That's a no-no nowadays. Said, yeah, but it was, it was, you know, I mean, I'm, I made them bring a dozen eggs with their... With this their is a- this is a sign. I don't mean to interrupt you, but were there? Was this an all-white woman sorority? Um, yes, okay. and that because you, we just didn't have opportunity to meet uh, women of color. There okay. weren't any women of color in the dorm. I, I can't. I mean, I mean, there, there just weren't, and that. I was just wondering. I mean, you could yeah. continue to start. So, so anyway, so 
um, so they they said you need to go and talk to her and convince her to stop smoking marijuana and um, because it was all very hush hush in those days. Yeah. Stop smoking marijuana and um, and you know convince her to stay in the story that we're not trying to beat her up. So she had a car. I didn't. So I said, come on, let's go for a ride in your car. And uh, so we drove around, and I said, look, it's not a big deal, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm really pissed at all the people. I said, you know, just relax, everything else. Anyway, talked her down and said, okay, just stay in the house, you know, don't, in the sorority house. And that, um, just put the weed in your glove compartment of your car, for God's sakes, and you don't have to worry about it. And finally, talked her down, all good, she was all good. And so then I pulled out of my purse a joint, fired it up, and I said, here. <laughs> <laughs> and like lighten the mood? Yeah. Yeah, and it was good. Okay. But, but, when yeah. was the first time you ever smoked? Uh, 1966, because, because it was my, the second week of college and my first boyfriend in college. I don't know if I should say this. You can say whatever you want. You should about say somebody it. somebody famous. It was Kevin Ooh. Bacon's older brother. That was my first boyfriend in college. Get the fuck out of here. You what? dated Kevin Bacon's older brother? I'm one degree of separation. I don't even know who Kevin... I know who Kevin Bacon is, but I don't know who his brother is. He's an Academy Award winning composer. But he was oh, so a, he wasn't an actor or anything? He was in a rock band. What rock band? Um, he was in a rock band in college, Peter and the Wolves. Peter and, and he, the Wolves? Yeah, that was the rock band, and he... He was 10 years older than Kevin Bacon. Oh, damn. So I'm, I'm actually talking to a famous, a famous, were you like a Mar- Were you like a sex symbol back in the day? Was I? Yes. No. No? Uh. No. I, I was, um, I had long strawberry blonde hair uh. and did drugs and dressed like a preppy and was in a sorority house and had a lot of fun. So I'm assuming you met Kevin Bacon before. I, I, no, I never met. You never Kevin met him, Bacon. but you dated his bro- you dated his brother. Yeah, because we were in college, so his brother was already know, in 19, Hollywood and shit. Nineteen, and I was eighteen, and so his brother was nine. Oh, you know, oh okay, okay. So you know, no no chance of that. But but anyway, so yeah, so the first time the first time I smoked. Well, I said, I said you're acting really strange, like you've been taking that marijuana. Don't forget, twelve years, <laughs> twelve years, Palo Alto Catholic girls' school. Yeah. And that, um, yeah, you know, you really ought to try it. So, I went and got my new friend, and um, that I just met. She was from L.A. She had long blonde hair, yeah. and we both looked alike. We both kind of dressed alike. We had the same clothes. It was interesting. And that, um, so we called this guy that we knew, that we had just met, who had a car, and said, we want to do this. And we said, okay, I'll come and get you. Like, daylight? Are you serious? Yeah. This is before rolling papers. So even though it was in Denver, rolling papers you'd think would be accessible. Mm. Anyway, walked into this house off campus. And here are all these other fraternity and sorority people, mm. all in their stone. And we were we were smoking using apples, using. Toilet oh, you made a bong out of an apple. Well, it's a pipe, and yeah. that, and and toilet paper roll, toilet paper roll. Uh-huh. You know how to do that? Yeah. But the best one was, and this is the one that I taught my nephew how to do. 
is that you put um, aluminum foil over a champagne glass that you filled with cream de mint, so it, and then you poke holes in it, and put a little, make a little uh, indent and poke holes in it, put uh -huh. the weed in there, and you cut out a little space to sip, so as you pull it in, it goes through the cream de mint, and mm. minty flavor, huh. That's crazy. And it was good, and it was really good, so... Alright, so you, what made you move to California from Denver? Well, I grew up here and and I worked in, in Denver and I ended up, I was opening restaurants for a company and I ended up back here and I met the man I was going to marry and then we got married and moved to Montreal. Uh-huh. So, anyway, I will, I will, what? Did you, know, did, you know, did you know anybody out here before you? Moved out here? No, I, I grew up in Palo Alto. Oh, you grew up in Palo Alto. So, what made you go to school in Denver, though? Um, because the University of Denver was rated as the, the top party school in the United States. The top what? The, I got Time Magazine, and it listed the top ten party schools in the United States. Oh, the <laughs> and, and one of them was like... So you went there to party? University of Arizona, but, you know, I, I don't, I don't have big tits. And I don't get tan, so I can't go there. Okay. And then it had the University of Denver, and I've been skiing since I was a little kid. And I thought, bingo. And it cost as much as Harvard. Mm. And it um, and it was filled with a lot of, you know, B-minus students. And we did a lot more play than we did study. I bet, I bet. All right. Well, your 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 guests are telling you you gotta go. I know. It was We're very it was it was very nice meeting you. Cheers. Cheers to you too. And thanks for joining us. What are you drinking? I'm just drinking whiskey. We were here. We were here with uh, Pamela, Christy, and Jim. Pamela, Christy, and Jim. They're <laughs> random guests, but yeah. Yes, we are random guests. <laughs> but you made the episode. Even more, even more better. And wait a minute, let me give people my card. Thank you. Thank you. So this is the end of part two of Everyday Celebrity Podcast. This is a fucking crazy podcast, yo. Yeah, they're on to the next bar. They say. Bunch of. <laughs> 70-year-olds bar hopping and shit. That's crazy. You can still party when you're 70. Oh, word. I, I think I, I will be. But, yeah. They're off to the next bar. This is the end of this. We've been on for like four hours, yo. You. Yep.